Welcome to the 49th episode of the Triple Takeover Toycast, a fortnightly podcast where three grown men share their love of robots and essentially try to out-enable each other on toys from the last four decades or so. Today's episode has all the hallmarks of being a classic subject for us. It's Transformers related, it's over two and a half decades old, it's incredibly niche, has a load of good anecdotes to talk about, and best of all, literally no one except us, and maybe four other people, actually give a crap about it. Yes, it's the rise and fall of the machine with 1997's short-lived Machine Wars. With me as ever are my two incorrigible co-hosts. First up is the man who desperately didn't need another toy line to collect, at least until he turned up to a convention last year and bought half of it in one fell swoop. It's the podcast Maz Sheen himself, Maz from Transformers Square One. It was more than half of the toy line. <laughs> Definitely in it, terms of volume, it's like 99% it of it. It was all the big toys, yeah, yeah indeed. It was quite the epic uh, haul, has to be said. Next, we have the man who boldly claims to be unenableable when it comes to this podcast, despite whatever evidence to the contrary. That is until you get a few rums in him and you'll soon find him merrily scouring eBay on a Saturday night in case someone has a second-hand landfill. It's Liam from Toybox Soapbox. I wondered how many times that was going to come up today when I was thinking <laughs> about it. When I saw it on Discord, I was like, this is going to come back, isn't it? <laughs> Bold claims. Bold claims. That's the thing. My name is Sixo, and I came pre-enabled in this case as I actually own the whole toy line already, which I'm sure won't help my all of Transformers reputation any, but what can you do? Together we are Triple Takeover. Whoa! Yeah! <laughs> Whoa! I think something was missing from that. Oh yeah, what's that? More on that later. Oh yeah, always got to say more on that later. Well, there will be more on that later. Cause this, time, talk- this time there will this be more This time there actually later. will be, because we're going to talk about the toys, yeah? <laughs> Together we are Triple Takeover, and we're here to talk toys. There you go. How are you doing, lads? Oh, good. What ho? Very good. What's going? What ho, indeed. <laughs> would have missed it if you hadn't said it. Yeah, got to squeeze it in. Got to get that catchphrase. Yeah, I would have had to pick it from a different episode and put it right. in. Right, <laughs> exactly. Just splice it in. What ho? Just like stock footage. A montage of just different what ho's throughout the, throughout the That's year. That's it. Yeah, if we were a different kind of channel, we could just like edit you in. You know, like when people do that edit of all the times that Shia LaBeouf says, no, 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 no. We could do like all your what ho's, what ho's. She'd be like, what ho? Do it. Do it. Right. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I'm quite excited to talk about Machine Wars because we've been threatening to do this for some time, I think. Yes, since yeah. TF Nation, at least. Pretty much, since you bought all those toys. Was it originally because we thought it was going to be a really easy, quick episode to do because there's like free toys in the toy line? So yeah. Let's get that one in. <laughs> it, it should be on the face of it. Like, it really shouldn't be a complicated thing at all. But we've, well, we've been waiting for Maz to actually open the things and stick yeah. them up, haven't we? So that's been quite the, the sort of process. I did it in the space of a weekend, and it was a wonderful weekend. Like You look like you've been having a, a great time, yeah. yeah. I've had an absolute blast, and I'm so sad there is no more to open <laughs> of this like size and complexity. I mean, sure, there's the flip changes, but uh, these guys have been an experience, and it's been fantastic. Really I've, uh, I've not enjoyed being confronted by my own procrastination there, because several of those toys, I was obviously with you when you were buying them, and it was the not the stalker, the sound wave. I, was, I kept picking it up and going, "Oh, I quite like this." And then you obviously bought it, and then I've regretted that and the Optimus Prime ever since. Like, man, why did I not buy those? And every yeah. now I see your photos, I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I'm astonished they were still there because we saw them obviously on the on the early walkthrough, yeah, uh, before the the main crowd, and I guess even before like the the early birds came in, and um, I didn't buy anything then. Uh, you were I the worms. Bought. The early birds did not catch. <laughs> yeah. Well, these were the worms. Yeah. <laughs> we were the early birds. Yeah. 
I had the opportunity to basically pick it up once, have a look at it and say, oh, I'm not sure. Then go and like talk to you guys. I'm like, oh, it's a really good price on those. Maybe I should get them. And I remember Sixo saying to me, you should really get those. Then going back and looking at them again and going, well, I should probably get them. And then I think the third time I went back was when I actually bought them. And by that time, early admission had gone in. And yeah. Possibly even the main crowd had gone in. No, I no, think they so. Hadn't. But it's possible, oh, maybe- yeah. Yeah, I remember there were people circling because that yeah, table, yeah, sure, yeah. it was Christian's table, wasn't it? And it was mm-hmm. like hot, hot, hot by that point because he had, I mean, first of all, he had like all of Beast Wars out. Yeah. A lot had, of car robots. Yeah, a lot of car robot stuff, a lot of G2 and Machine Wars. And it was just really exciting to see. Even if, you know, you're just looking, it was just exciting to see all this stuff on card, in box, yeah. pristine. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was like a toy shop from 1997, genuinely. It was Amazing to put it that way, actually. That's incredible. exactly what it was. I can't, you know, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way until you just said that, but that's exactly what it was and why it was so exciting. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, there are other things that that show that people gravitate towards more, you know, whether it's third-party masterpiece or whatever's super hot at the time, like, uh, car robots was obviously something that we'd spoken about and it was it was getting like a a lot of attention Pinal tech maybe g1 obviously would have been super 100%. exciting and yet that uh maybe it's not even the era of toys because you know you can find beast wars online without much trouble i think it was the setup and the way it, it looked and, and the combination of it's exactly what you said it was like a toy shop and I hadn't seen any of this stuff in person before. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for you, I, I remember you like digging through going, what's this? What's this? I think it was that. Is not. It's like if you'd have just seen a Machine Wars Optimus in box or any of those four toys in box, it would have been exciting to see it, but mm. not kind of so special. Like it's, you know, you do see them. They're not super rare or anything. They do pop up. It was more the fact that there was the four of them together and like whole, you know, all of Beast Wars together, and a lot of G two together, it was kind of almost the combination of everything hmm. in its entirety that made it a special experience. And it was almost like if you just had a handful of these items, you could have walked past it fairly easily and been like, "Yeah, that's cool." But seeing it all together, it was just—I don't know—it was like a magnet. Honestly, yep. I couldn't drag myself away it was like walking into a very specific era as well though wasn't it because all of those yeah. toys are very uh close together timeline wise if you think of like rid yeah. car robots uh beast wars and obviously machine wars it's just uh, like three or four year span isn't it almost 100 percent. it helped that christian was also in costume and he was wearing a saint michael uh shell suit the whole time <laughs> and it, was, it was really helpful to make <laughs> me feel like i was no he didn't really do that but next time christian <laughs> if he's listening do you know yeah. what if um if you if it was what you said and there was like one toy uh, i don't think i would have been as tempted to pick it up because if yeah. the prices were that irresistible rather that's probably my own lack of knowledge of the prices that i didn't find them irresistible on the first look because in hindsight they're actually really good so if i'd seen one of them i probably wouldn't have been as tempted as i was but it was the fact that they were all there and i knew i yeah. could get this done in one go and actually i i missed starscream uh, that got bought by someone else. By the time I decided to get the lot, Starscream well, and hang on. Sandstorm had gone. Hang, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Sandstorm had also gone. Right. So I picked up Prime and Soundwave, and I thought, okay, well, I don't know what to do about Starscream, but I know uh, that our mate Rob got uh, Sandstorm. <laughs> and then later on, I was just jokingly said to him, you know, Rob, I really do want to buy that Sandstorm off you. And bless him, he actually was like, you can do that, yeah, just this much, and that's what I paid, and you can have it. I spent some time saying to him, you know, serious are you? He goes, no, yeah, completely serious. And I just couldn't resist taking him up on it on the end. And then literally the the end of the weekend when I'd come home, 
someone linked me to Transformer Land and said, oh, they've got a star screen there. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was right. super cheap and sealed. And by the time I'd paid for shipping to Iceland, it was exactly the same price as Christian's. Uh, and it, was it was meant to be. Irresistible. So, and I bought that and it arrived really fast. So it was meant to be, absolutely. It was absolutely meant to be. Acquiring those four toys in one weekend. That's pretty legendary. And then opening them all in one weekend, five right. or six months down the line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This weekend. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I know, in preparation for this episode. That's <laughs> the funny thing. We kept saying uh, after TFN, right, when, when are we going to do the Machine Wars episode? Yeah. When are we going to do the Machine Wars episode? And it was always like, okay, yeah, no, I'll, I'll get to it and all of that. And I think you, I think, uh, do you know what? I understand it, though, that you kind of almost couldn't, I don't know, couldn't get around to it. Because actually, funnily enough, I had those same four toys in boxes for longer than you, I think, actually. And it was almost like they're just too nice in the boxes, just looking at them. There was something about... uh, I I remember I posted pictures of the four of them a couple of times online, and every time people were like, whoa! And I just... I almost couldn't bring myself to do it, even though I know, A, these are plentiful toys. You know, they're not not, um, exactly scarce or anything like that, even sealed. Um, but B, I will enjoy them. You know, I will enjoy this. It was almost something kind of special, which is mad because they're not that special in a funny way. I, you know, it's a perfect size toy line, isn't it? Yeah. To collect, to display, um, and they can be displayed together because there's so few of them. And talk about greatest hits. I mean, like you said, now that I've opened them, we can sort of do the episode and this could very quickly be followed up with the four best toys of the 90s episode <laughs> because yeah, I, I yeah. reckon I'm sorted for that too. Can we do it like Top of the Pops? Head <laughs> 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 at number one. <laughs> Only if you're providing the music in that way, yes. Also, you saying that you didn't want to open them. I didn't want to open them because I could see that they weren't going to go back in the box for display. They're just not that type of packaging. No, it's not at all. Yeah, you can't put them back in the box and display them nicely. Like Once you've taken the savage twisty ties off and the sticky tape and everything that's it it's just it's, it's quite, a, quite a mission to get them out from memory actually particularly oh, yes. optimus i think oh, is gosh yeah twisty tie nightmare isn't it just like everywhere between the wheels between panels yeah, and yeah. That kind of thing but like wrap round the wheels several times yeah. as well as i recall <laughs> uh, and things like that it's it's one to take a pair of uh nail cutters to almost isn't it and just just be done with it so maybe i should have done that yeah I, I untwisted the whole thing it's, it is quite incredible how like reasonably priced those toys in that toy line are and how it's not really it's not really popular as such or you know well thought of but yeah. the molds in there they're like really hard to find molds, particularly in certain countries, and they're killer molds. And like they're great molds. in their original incarnations, the colours, they go straight away. Like you think like, oh, you can get a box Thunderclash and you like for that reasonable price. In Optimus Prime colours, but that mold, Rotorstorm, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Stalker, I think this there's that's the thing with Machine Wars. I actually find it a really fascinating little microcosm of a line. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's there's so much to say about it. And it's kind of hard to know where to start, actually, because the the so the first thing I would say about Machine Wars is, well, probably to explain what it is for those that have never kind of come across it or never heard it. So this was, back in 1997, a KB in America exclusive line. So it was only released, supposedly, or at least initially in KB stores, uh, which, you know, if you don't live in America, you've maybe never come across before, but, you know, big retail store, whatever. And uh, there is some evidence to suggest that they were were put out beyond KB at a later date, but certainly initially they were just KB exclusives. And, and speaking of stores... Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, right. We've uh, got... No, no, <laughs> we wait, get wait. To that? This is the time where you should, where you should go, 
Machine Wars, but more on that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. I, just, I was just diving right into it. What we were we doing? He's gone. Yeah, I, was just, I was off. I was off. I was like, right, just get, get he, me He was getting topic. ready for the credits and the All outro. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, we've got some housekeeping to do. You're right, you're right. Keep me on track. Okay, well, we do have sponsors for the evening, don't we? So first up, we'll get to Machine Wars. More on that later. First up, we have the wonderful TFSource.com. Do check them out for all your Transformers and third-party needs. God love them. And then we've got uh, the wonderful kapowtoys.co.uk over here in Old Blighty, and they are terrific for Transformers and pretty much everything you can think of in terms of modern toy lines, actually. They're pretty fantastic. So we're going to do a longer segment on them in the middle of the pod where we'll take a look at both their sites. But yeah, tfsource.com and kapowtoys.co.uk. Now, there are only 49 Triple Takeover episodes, and you will get through them (laughs) in no time, and then you'll have nothing to do. So... We did a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash triple takeover where there are 40 odd minisodes now that you can listen to. And because we can't shut up, they aren't exactly 20 minutes long, are they? We're looking at like 40 to 50 minutes, most of them. So that's basically a whole bunch more episodes there for you. And if that wasn't enough, we added another tier, which was Goldbox Classic above Six Sides Butler, where we did mini series. We're not really good at shutting up there either. So there's tons of content at that level too about IDW, More Than Meets the Eye. Unicron Trilogy, and uh, Liam will be starting his miniseries very, very shortly. So there's loads of content there as well. You can just sign up to get early access, like you were getting to this episode, if you are a man in pig or higher. And if you are in a beast and higher, you get access to our Discord server. And that means that you have a fantastic community of people just waiting there to talk toys, parenting, all sorts <laughs> of things. It's it's right there. And uh, there are other perks as well. You get a shout out if you're a six O's butler. You can commission minisodes if you're a butler and a GBC. And you get a free piece of merch at GBC level as well when you sign up. So it's patreon.com forward slash triple takeover for more of this. And as Maz did point out, you know, there are there have been 49 episodes of Triple Takeover, which means the 50th episode is on the horizon. And if you're a big fan, you can celebrate that by heading to our Rebel store and buying some Triple Takeover merchandise. You've got T-shirts, all sorts of cool stuff. And if you've seen the episode that preceded this, which is about Starcom, you might be able to find that Starcom art on some merchandise somewhere on that website. You can find it all at <laughs> Rebel six spaces like, uh, can you I? can? Right. Well, that'll, that'll be exciting to see, Liam. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Get to work. Right. Oh, it's, yeah. Crack on. That's it, is it? Yeah, fantastic. Right, I better crack on with that then. We don't pay oh, you by goodness. the minute. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, you can find all of this stuff, hopefully, at rebelwall.com forward slash people. <laughs> At rebelable.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore forward slash starcom because yeah, it's going to be so <laughs> right, much exactly. 50th anniversary branded. Yeah. <laughs> Sixo has done so much of that. It's great work, Sixo. Yeah. We really approve it. Stop trying to make it happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, right. Where were we? The people, what they want. <laughs> the people. Is that what you call yourself now? The, the people. person. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. It's just going to be you buying it. <laughs> or as Liam calls himself, the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Machine Wars then, back on topic. Uh, I, I can't believe I forgot all the intro stuff. I was just so excited to talk about it, because I do believe there is a lot to say. Uh, the, the, the bit I was going to kick off with is sort of acknowledging that, yes, it's a KB ex- exclusive thing, all of that. I think the really funny thing about it is that actually people don't really know whether to like it or hate it, and... 
I think a lot of that is because, as you said, Liam, the, a lot of the toy designs are great. Like, there's no generally no quibbling on the toy designs. I think a lot of people don't like the toy decos, or initially don't like them, but then actually, mm. when you kind of get into it, a lot of people actually have a lot of love for it as well. So that's right. really kind of a you know split opinion. Do you think it's a character thing though, where? These are just recolors with names attached to them rather than very specific characters, aren't they? So obviously it's called Starscream, but it's it's not I a mold a, designed to be Starscream. And I wonder if maybe. there's maybe people attribute those molds to certain characters. So they're more desirable, even if the colors were different, you know, because people are like that, aren't they? They tend to go with characters more than toy, toy molds. I think there are some real oddities in the line in terms of the characters. I mean, I think mm. the fact that Starscream has the biggest toy and Megatron is tiny, you know, stuff like that is weird. If we'd seen those characters in these designs, say, at this time, I think they'd probably be way more desirable than they are now. See, I don't know. There's almost something a bit... <sighs> there is something a bit bargain basement about Machine Wars, and that's mm. you can't really get away from that, in that there is a general feeling of like a lack of um, investment in the line all round. And I think that, uh, historically, the fact that it was not clearly a big financial success you know it it was put out at a time <laughs> my boxes all have these uh price discounted kb right. stickers on them actually you could just it's see like oh 34.99 nope 21.99 yeah it's very evident very evident that it was not a financial success it's worth just putting it into context that it was released not as a competitor initially to beast wars uh, you often get this story doing the rounds where people say oh, it was created at the same time as Beast Wars. And what Hasbro Stroke Kenner did was they put out both lines simultaneously to kind of see which was successful, you know, overhauling it after G2. Uh, I see this story all the time. People really get hung up on it and I don't really know where it's come from. But the idea that people seem to have is that, you know, one would sink and one would swim. And ultimately Beast Wars proved more popular so that that's the one that kind of went forward to a second and third year and everything else. That's not true because... Beast Wars was already in full swing. I mean, again, this mm. was 1997 that Machine Wars uh, was was out. Beast Wars was already well into its second, sort of coming on to third year of product by that point, and it was already a terrific success. So actually, what this was was like a little experiment to try and come back to vehicle mode Transformers and see if it would prove popular, and it wasn't. But I think the question mark is, was it not popular because it was vehicle mode transformers and people wanted animals or was it not popular because let's be fair it had really no focus or investment about it yeah, it certainly wasn't a cartoon no there's right. no fiction like you no were fiction. saying in the starcom episode man when you were saying how you were connected to a lot of toys through the cartoons and that's yeah, yeah. why you know if you'd seen the starcom cartoon for example you wouldn't have gravitated to the to- toys so i wonder if that's the case here if they if there was support in fiction to this whether people would connect to the character, the toy like toys in a different way. But can I just rewind something? Did you say Kenner? Because I know Beast Wars came out under the Kenner brand. It did these? Yeah. Well, <gasps> Ken- Kenner branded on the boxes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they do have the Kenner logo. Yeah. We still might be eating hot. I love Kenner. Obviously, a big fan mm. of other toy lines. It's what my Ask. favorite toy company. Yeah, my favorite toy company. Yeah, it's also got the coolest logo. Well, and obviously they were consumed by Hasbro there. But man, I did not realize that these guys were put out by Kenner as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I want to rewind as well before he goes too far down the line. You were saying that. <laughs> Let's make it as nineties as yeah. possible. I wonder if I can find that clip before we edit. You were saying about one of the reasons that people don't like it is because they don't relate to these characters uh, because of that they're, they're not 
these molds, you know, it's, yeah. it's premium name slap going on here. Oh, ma- majorly is, so. Yeah, but you know, 2007 movie it was kind of like that as well. As it? You got like a completely brand new model, and oh, that's that's Sideswipe. Okay, uh, that's Ironhide. Fine, that's Starscream. All right, they were on screen though, weren't they, in the film? Yeah, I would argue okay. This is this is less name swappy, name slappy than um th- than 2007 because this is like at least Optimus is kind of the right kind yeah, of truck, roughly. Junior. Starscream is a jet. A jet? I mean, why can't he be a massive honking he, jet? And you know, I guess those two are sort of equivalent in the film. Yeah, but like Mirage is, is a, yeah. a race Optimus car. is definitely right. a truck, and Starscream is definitely a jet in the film. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it all yeah, sort well, of syncs up. Yeah. Uh, okay, and. Sandstorm is a helicopter, and this helicopter is as desert strike as you're going to get. So yep. I think that's a that's a great name. So actually, I and I have comments like this on my Instagram this week from posting these photos. People are saying that looks like a really good toy, but I just don't accept it as Starscream. Hmm. It's funny to hear that now. It's funny to hear that in the yeah. year 2023, with everything that's happened, and with with us all looking back at these lines and being like, let's appreciate them in a new light after we've gotten everything we wanted registered trademark in the last few years out of squeezing g1 for as much as it's got to give in every toy line going i find it hard to believe that people will still level that at this toy line so if anything i would imagine that these are probably going to enjoy the most popularity they've ever had in the coming years Uh, you could well be right The, the funny thing about that statement for me is that you get people going, don't you? Oh, why does it always have to be G1? Why is it? Why would we keep going back to G1? The same Optimus Prime design, the same Megatron or whatever it is. But then whenever we do move away from it, people are like, that's not what I want. And yeah. it, I, I don't know. I'm sure it's not the same people necessarily, but it's a real kind of dichotomy that the, the kind of franchise needs to, to think about. Because I would argue, actually, that we are stuck in a bit of a holding pattern at the moment of almost... Like I was talking, to, I posted something about Cheetor about this earlier about Beast Wars Cheetor. I was going to say you are right. There are too many Cheetors, but you keep me to it. <laughs> that was not my point at all. My point was, it's funny that there's a, there's so much discussion about the rise of the Beast Cheetor design at the moment. You know, but you know, does it look like the kind of classic Cheetor? What's going on with it? Whatever. And what's funny to me is that we seem to be in this real kind of like niche window of what's acceptable for you know fairly sort of um, slim room to maneuver in terms of the cheetor design of what people will accept that character to look like whereas actually back in the 90s when the character was new he had his classic design for the first toy transmetal for the second one transmetal to completely different uh, beast machines was the fourth toy completely different again and this was what was happening at the time then there were no real established designs it was the same for optimus primal megatron all those guys the toys just looked completely different from one form to the next and it was the same during unicron trilogy you know all of those designs got torn up and redone you look at the sort of three optimuses especially the three megatrons in the unicron trilogy completely different Uh, i mean one's a tank one's a jet one's a race car in terms of megatron rewind rewind Uh, we'll do that rewind sound again (laughs) okay go 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 you were asking the question earlier uh, why these were so unpopular at the time. I There's another comment and I've gotten a few times on these photos in the last few days, which is people had these toys as a kid or they were looking at them when they were kids and they just decided, well, the lack of articulation just... It, it was yeah. crap. So this was at a time when Beast Wars was exploding with articulation and ball joints and, and all sorts of things. And then this lot come along again, you know, the dinosaur crew... As they would have looked like back then, yeah. And uh, people would have 
immediately compared them to the other available yeah. toy line and articulation and said these are inferior it's and, and it's funny to me to get this comment now because people aren't saying oh back then i didn't like it because of a lack of articulation they're saying it currently like oh that looks like a really nice toy but the lack of articulation is pants that's a pants figure and i'm just thinking you remember i uh, pasted that comment for you into the chat and i just thought hold on how can you call this a pants figure like who buys vintage toys today for articulation? But do you mm. not think as well that's because a lot of people are seeing these for the first time and that's their reaction. So they're seeing these toys for the first time, the lack of articulation. Whereas I think it's different if you if they saw maybe the stalker versions of this because they might recognize those. And when you see them, you've got it like, that's all right. But it's almost like it's a new toy that they're seeing. That's how I think they I perceive it as a new version of a character. Possibly, but these are the same people who have, who literally saw my broadside pictures a few weeks yeah. ago and, and didn't say Glad you that. said pictures. Like, Glad you added that there. Literally saw my broadside. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. Uh, it's a funny one because equally these molds are not so niche. I mean, they have all sort of been reused in other places, like in Universe, for example, after this. Mm. you know. So we're talking about the four big molds here specifically because the smaller molds have more articulations. There's 12 toys in this line. Four are reused G1 toys. The others we'll talk about. We're talking about the, the G1 toys essentially here, all from the kind of Euro era of G1, 1992 originally. You know, it, it's funny because they've all been used in universe. So like, I mean, you've had King Atlas for, for yeah. the Starscream mold. You've had uh, the universe uh, Rotorstorm. I can't remember what he's called now. Whirl. Whirl. Thank you. I have it as well. And uh, you have... Um, sound wave. The, the sound wave that's been redone. I don't have that one, but it's been done in kind of crazy colours. But we didn't get Thunderclash. Uh, no, Thunderclash has never been reused again. This was the last use of it. Uh, but but even then, they're not they're not uncommon molds. Like people are aware of them. Uh, so I don't know. It's a funny old one. Yeah, I was, was really surprised to hear the old uh, articulation thing levelled at them because I felt like they were. It was a mixture of assessing it as they see it, but. I don't think they were new to them because these comments were made with a bit of experience. Like, oh, that toy has no, it is a pants toy, yeah. terrible robot mode, great jet mode. And I just thought, surely we're past the point where we judge vintage toys, vintage Transformers by articulation now. Like, I know that's not why I buy vintage Transformers. I don't buy them articulation. I, I'm spoilt for choice where that's concerned. It, it's a completely different thing going on here. So yeah. I reckon that might have been even more prevalent view at the time of release. Yeah. I, I I get what you're saying. I think it probably will have been for kids that you can imagine, you know, Beast Wars is in full swing by this point. So, you know, you've got actually toys that have got quite incredible articulation and, and capable of, uh, you know, I, mean, I remember being blown away by how articulated a lot of the Beast Wars toys were at the time. And uh, I can sort of see it, you know, if, if you give this, that same child who's probably never seen these toys from G1 maybe, you know, suddenly a Machine War Starscream and you're like, here you go. You you might be a bit like, hang on a minute, only the arms move? over the sh Only the shoulders? What's that about? The, the awareness factor as well would have been very different. Like now if you just said, oh, we're going to get some Euro exclusives released in America with different colours, people would go mad. They'd be like, oh my God, this is an amazing new thing. Back then, it was so close to G1, but people as well wouldn't have the internet in the same way. The community yeah. is not as big or so obsessively focused on what's coming out new stuff it would have been just a completely different mindset wouldn't it people would just be seeing these things for the first time having no clue what they are or any connection yeah i think now if you put these toys out now there'd mm. be a lot of excitement for it in a funny way because it would be retro and it would be something cool <laughs> it wasn't and, you know, universe though was it 
Yeah, true, true. But but again, universe is a funny old thing. We've we've kind of gone past all of that now into this era where you know look at stuff like Pink Hot Rod and whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's 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 we're in a new era now. I think we we didn't know what we had with universe. No, and the no. thing is, I reckon if you describe this toy line in as simple terms as possible, but don't put it in North America, put mm. it in Japan or in some obscure European yeah. country, I think people would go crazy for them. Because that description is basically four awesome G1 molds in completely new colors and released as an exclusive market, or even a store exclusive in, yeah. an, in one country only. If you apply that to any G1 toys and put them in Japan or put them in Italy or put them Battle in Finland. Battle Gaia. All of these, think of those. and People go crazy off, for that. Yeah. And you're like, but hey, this, recolored no. Vots and Combaticons, all those things. And you're like, Look how prevalent those molds were, but look how yeah. comparatively these molds were nowhere near as yeah. prevalent as that. So if these had have gone to Japan like that and th- the tables were flipped, they would have that same. Right, you know, but it's the same with universe, right? Yeah. And the thing is, we keep talking about the colors of the Turbo Masters and the Predators and everything and saying those amazingly wild color palettes are what make them super cool today. Those colors were not always cool. There was a period of time when nobody wanted colors like that anymore. Everything just had to be grim dark. And hot pink has only returned in the last few years as the best color in in known history. Because it was. Yeah, but for a while it wasn't. And, you know, I think if you put neon in front of something, it's instantly better. Now, there are are also people, let's be fair, there are people that do prefer the kind of more quote unquote realistic color schemes as well. Not you know, not that they're all necessarily uh, realistic. They but... eat rich teas, soggy biscuits, don't they, rather than <laughs> well, the, the, sugary there's treats. It's that famous <laughs> uh custom, isn't there, of uh, is it the War for Cybertron spinister that someone did and they they camoed it. They put it in like murky green sort of grayish paint and put like a realistic camo job on it. And a lot of people were horrified because they were like, What what's this toy that I think typically has the colors of the bisexual flag that then has been repainted into kind of turgid green and like brown and whatever. Like, Why would what you make you it so you couldn't see it? You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's essentially what some of Machine Wars has done, you know, and it's right. taken toys yeah. that are, as you said, Mez, in their, in their initial incarnation were hugely bold and vibrant and like hot pinks, baby blues, you know, all of that. Greens. I mean, greens just the greens the neon super, greens. super vibrant yeah. yeah and it has pared it down but for my money they still look good they, they do great. and i and i didn't realize how good until they were in hand really because i've yeah. just become i want my world to be that neon and everything and everything i do at work encourages those kind of colors in our work i surround myself with stuff that's that color my computer is emitting a neon pink color all day long you know it's just stuff like that is my world now but I can appreciate this too for existing, and I still think if it if it wasn't a KB Toys exclusive, if it was instead a you know big camera exclusive in Japan, I think people would love it more. Um, that's just the way we are with, as collectors. So I think they really got a rough ride in almost every respect of being judged. I, I completely agree, and I think actually some of that has carried on till today. I think that's yeah. the thing. I think the 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 kind of marketing and and distribution of it and everything was so lackluster that I think it's stuck. I think the reputation is stuck. I think it's never been desirable. And I think consequently now, you know, it's almost like seen as a bold statement when people are like, actually quite like 
some of those toys, mm. you know, and it's and it's almost like people sort of say it nervously or quietly, and then when you're like, "Well, I think they're great," people are like, they're they're emboldened a little bit. They're like, "Oh yeah, 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 no, I had the sound wave or whatever," mm-hmm. and I, I think it's fascinating because it, it should, by rights, be a lot more desirable, as you say. Awesome G1 designs, four of the best of that era, in my opinion, yeah. done in new, completely new colors. A thunder clash with no GPS. That's so, the main thing. You, know, you, you forget that you can enjoy one of the best molds going uh, without any risk of damage. Yeah. And you can get it for cheaper like this. And his Optimus bloody prime. Right. <laughs> oh, I, also M. Bison from Street yeah. Fighter. Because right. you know, he is M. Bison from Street Fighter. Have you seen his head? You know. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of those, those little MicroMasters. You know, the uh, MicroMaster combiners. It reminds me of those little head sculpts. You know, cause yeah. They look like they're wearing hats and stuff yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. It is a lot like that. I, I would argue, actually, the really drab ones, to be honest, are the smaller toys. I think that they're, they're, yeah, they're the more hubcap, drab. for example. I mean, I love that toe line mold. Um, yeah. And I love the one you posted a picture of the other day, the black one. I think that yeah. is toe line, right? That is... Uh, I always, hoist. Get, them, hoist, I always get them muddled up between... Hu- hoist. Uh, hoist is the machine was one, isn't it? It's hubcap and hoist. Yeah, yeah. hubcap um, is the one that I really want to like, but it just looks like an unpainted test shot. And I think it really does. I'm really willing to pay twenty five to thirty pounds for it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think if you were to just get one of each of the four molds, I yeah. think there's something to be said for that. Hoist Mirage, definitely. I, I could pick your favorite in each case. Prowl, which is the the Mirage repaint, if you like, mm. or you know, they share the mold, is quite drab. I mean, mm. you're looking there at is you know it's the same exact toy but unpainted white finish with black and then have you seen the sort of olive green head they've given him <laughs> i think i have yeah actually it, it's really unfortunate i'm not gonna lie like i i sort of like it but mirage is way nicer mm-hmm, uh, it has to be said and the thing is as well as if by now it's sort of one thing at the time but by now you know you've had so many options to own that mold in different colors i mean there mm-hmm. has actually been the robot masters mirage which yes. is incredible and has like had a total you know it's like nice sort of finish to it much more vibrant colors more in line with the original g1 mirage in terms of the deco and arguably it feels better in hand as well <laughs> whereas the the basics in machine wars do feel a little bit basic you know yeah and uh you know not to mention things like like skid z and things like that it's all been nicely done i think you'll, you'll find the right answer is car robots indie heat is the only way right to go okay that one i i have skid z well is it skid z we had that debate last time didn't we but <laughs> it's not just skids they call it skid z in the cartoon don't they do they? call him skid z in the cartoon which is why i go with it because you know it's american isn't it but um, but yeah, no, it, it's been done in such nice colors that it's really kind of, you know, and same with hubcap and hoist, you know, you're talking about a very plain yellow deco or the black one, which is kind of nice. And I has like the, the black one, yeah, that, that's yeah. something I, I looked for after seeing a photo. Should we maybe just tell everyone what Machine Wars involved? Like what is the right. entirety of the toy line? Okay. But bef- let's, before let's that, could I just ask a quick question? Because we haven't touched on this yet. So these weren't released here, were they? Machine Wars? No. No, I only really. discovered these as a collector and as an adult later, and I was like, whoa, I've never heard of this. I never saw this in the shop. Was it just in North America? As far as I'm aware, yes, that I believe it was just an American run thing. I don't believe that they went anywhere else. I've never KB really... Toys mostly. It was like that yeah. retailer initially exclusively. Yeah. They did, as I say, after that, later, when it was 
becoming, I think, clear that it wasn't selling. They did go out to other stores in kind of basement, you know, bargain basement bins and things. Like your TK Maxx's uh, would have found it in there. Uh, I guess, yeah. I'm not really sure, to be honest. So, and, uh, you know, it's not it's not like it's a, a line that has sort of got tons about it in terms of documentation and things like that. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a funny old one. So it's basically, as we said, the four big toys from latter-day European G1. So mm. you're talking Sandstorm, Soundwave, Optimus Prime, and Starscream, which actually are split across two price points. So they all take from the Beast Wars price points, except there's no deluxe toys here. So Sandstorm and Soundwave are megas. And who were they originally? So they're, yeah, repaints of... So Sandstorm was Rotorstorm from G1. So many people know the blue helicopter, now recolored in a kind of like sort of brown... It looks like gold, a, olive green. And... Yeah, I like it, actually. I really like it. And uh, Soundwave is a repaint of Stalker. Mm. Uh, and then you've got the Ultras, which is Optimus Prime repaint of Thunderclash and Starscream repaint of Skyquake. Mm-hmm. And then you come to the, the basic molds. And arguably, this is where it gets really interesting because these toys are much more articulated and they all have the flip changer gimmick that has yep. sort of become... I mean, it, these toys have been, as I say, quite ubiquitous then in, in the hey. years coming. There it is, that word again. Uh, you know, they, they were reused in Robot Masters. By the way, it's become your word now. You you say it all the time. <laughs> I keep, keep pushing for it, man. You know, I'm going to make ubiquitous ubiquitous. That's the thing. Uh, <laughs> Isn't but, the base gimmick there the same thing as the Beast Wars flip changes? It is. So this is where there's a little bit of... I've seen a little bit of discussion about this, about it's like chicken and egg. It's not a Beast Wars reference about like what came <laughs> what came first. You know the the flip I changes. I want to see man and chicken. No, actually, I don't want to see man and chicken. Man and all. egg is that a pretender Deathsaurus? Oh. <laughs> well, be yeah, that would be a thing, wouldn't it? Imagine that. I kind of want to see that now. Big man rubber chicken, chicken. Yeah. big rubber chicken, and that's the pretender shell. I don't know. Uh, the shell would be the egg, surely. The shell could be the egg, couldn't it? Just a massive egg. First, you crack the egg, and I yeah, know, yeah. whatever. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Oh God. It all syncs up. It all comes around again. Uh, so yeah, you have these flip changes, and it is exactly the same gimmick as the first the first year of Beast Wars, because then Beast Wars actually moved on from flip changes with the basics. Um, but these designs supposedly hail from Generation Two, mm. and, unreleased, right? Yeah, unreleased, never released. I mean, with the sort of plethora of stuff that was not released for Generation Two, and the the prototypes of these are or have been available on eBay. I mean, actually, I think they still, there were still sets. I've seen them in person. I saw them at uh, the BotCon Europe show in like 2002 or something. I remember the all neon yellow Mirage mold. I remember seeing it then. I've seen prototypes of them in different colors, not just yellow, but I've Mm. seen them, uh, you know, they're always block colored. They're always like one solid color. Um, but yeah, they, they were. I know they were on eBay very recently again, or they're just kind of permanently there. They're pretty, uh, they're pretty ubiquitous, I would say, Liam. Uh, <laughs> but they're out there. Let's put it that way. I was and, just thinking, uh, uh, you know how Maz has loads of bisques. Do you think they're ubiquitous? No, they're actually quite rare. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's interesting about these, I suppose, is I I had it put to me recently that uh, by someone. That they thought that probably the idea that they were was it, uh, was it BMAC when you guys were brushing your teeth before bed? Oh, it, it wasn't. Pal. No, no, it wasn't. I was staring through the window. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it from Bodbudiansky's like, <laughs> right, exactly. Like from... it, it's like the Waltons at Six Hours House. Good night, good night, BMAC. Good night, good night Evan. You see the little lights clicking off. <laughs> Dear Lord. 
<laughs> Moving hastily on. Uh, yeah, but it was put to me. I'm going to get this back on track. It was put to me that they might not actually be G2 molds at all, and that actually maybe they were produced, you know, kind of either at the same time as the Beast Wars Basics or sort of just after that or in tandem or whatever, because they feel like uh, sort of an evolution of the Beast Wars flip changes as opposed to the other way around. But I don't see that how that can be true. I think it is pretty, if not already concretely established, that they are G2 prototypes. I feel like it's sort of evident right there that that's where they come from. They don't feel entirely out of step with some of the stuff in G2, like cyber jets and things like that. You know, the articulation is consistent with that. Um, but also, I think if you were going to develop these specifically for Machine Wars, I mean, firstly, they wouldn't have done because there was no budget for it. But secondly, there's no way that they would make Megatron the small character by choice, I don't think. Yeah, I, I guess it's just hard for me to say because I've, I've neither owned the original Predator jets or cyber jets, uh, nor do I have the... Uh, machine wars one yeah but i guess um and the thing is i didn't collect the beast wars basics either so my first experience of like the mirage and the tow line hoist mold was through car robots yeah, yeah. And, and robots in disguise so i see them as 2000s toys i guess and, yeah, and i, I see them as robot one. masters so it's hard to place them for me because I didn't collect anything either side of that. I neither collected G2 nor Beast Wars and so on. Yeah, my, my first experience with the Cyberjets was the, is it Robot Masters where one of them is decoed like Jetfire? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, yeah. But that's, a, as I say, that's a 90s toy. That's a G2 yeah, toy. that's one of those. Uh, but I think some of those G2 molds, I think, I think it's more the fact that actually G2, towards the end of it, got quite advanced. You know, it was like ball joints and things going on mm. and different gimmicks. And um, I think people sort of have a negative opinion of a lot of G2, but actually it was making some big inroads into this stuff. And so if anything, you know, those molds sort of can stand for 10 years, if you like, and then still in the early 2000s seem all right. They still mm-hmm. sort of work. Well, I recently got Road Rocket, and I was surprised by how how well that toy stands up to modern toys. You know, yeah. how articulated it is, all the ball joints, isn't it? This is the era when they were discovering ball joints, really, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think what sort of putting all of this into context and trying to sort of bring it back to Machine Wars, I think what's fascinating for me is that actually that whole period from sort of the early 90s, maybe sort of 93 onwards when G2 started to move away, um, maybe actually a bit after that, 94, sort of 94 era, that started to move away from like just G1 molds all the time through to sort of the, the late 90s, early 2000s. It's all actually one big block of evolution, you know, in toys. And actually all of the lines there, whether it's Machine Wars, well, even G2, G2, Machine Wars, Beast Wars, and R.I.D., Car Robots, all sort of very much Beast work. Machines. Beast Machines to an extent, although it's really kind of the, the outlier a little bit. You've got some crossover with Car yeah. Robots, with R.I.D., you know, yeah. definitely. So yeah, I guess even Beast Machines. It's it's really um, it's not no, until no, no, come on. I, I remember the Beast Machines toys from that episode. That looks more like evolution gone wrong than anything else. That's <laughs> a, a side hustle. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. mutant experiments. A tangent, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but there, but there is some crossover with with RID certainly. But it's not until Armada that you know they tear all of that up, and you you can sort of see the evolution, I suppose, from what was happening in G two all the way up to car robots. That's my point, and Machine Wars is part yeah. of that. But yeah, do you yeah. then think that most of the Machine Wars toys stand separate from that period of evolution? Like, if you take 
Thunderclash, Stalker, Rotorstorm, and Skyquake and put them in that evolution timeline, they're really out of place in that trajectory, aren't they, at that period of time in 1997? Maybe, except that they did it again, didn't they, in R.I.D.? So it's it's almost like a little True, mini yeah. RID, RID line, you know, because yeah. it's G1 molds mixed with other molds, smushed together, you yeah. know, new decos. Except in RID, the the ones in the limelight were the new molds, and the you know you had Superfire Convoy, you had Magnus, you had JRX, you had Megatron. The, these were the yeah the spotlight characters, and they were new. Well, yeah, Ruination. Yeah, but I, I would argue that that is not a spotlight character like Scourge. Prime. Yeah, Scourge is, Yeah, that's a new one. But I mean, that's from the Beast Wars era. Yeah. So that that's not G one. Oh, you know, that's true, not yeah. repurposed. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, so I think on the whole, uh, yeah. that on the whole, the, yeah, the show characters there were. But then of course you got spy changes too. Yeah. But, so Fort Max. The, <laughs> all right, but they didn't. That didn't get released in the US. <laughs> but this line, the front and center, if you can even call it a front and center, because it's not like it had any fiction that was accessible, is. Purely old toys. Yes. And the thing is, we call them old, but for R.I.D., they were way older than they were during Machine Wars. During Machine Wars, these toys were only five years old. Yeah, it's, it's so true. I do think that's the thing. I, I would say that Machine Wars was almost like a little proto R.I.D. You know, I think yeah. it was... Too it, soon. Too soon, and Beast Wars had not been going long enough. Arguably, nobody was ready for it. But also, they just... I'm still not ready for Beast Wars. (laughs) (laughs) You will be, mate. Get that pig open, honestly. (laughs) Dust them Uh, pipes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But uh, I honestly think if they put more budget behind it, if they'd have given it a bit more focus, a bit more marketing. Some fiction. And some fiction. Hmm. Not even a cartoon, just something. Do you know what I mean? Something to kind of give it a little bit of life. And maybe one or two new molds i don't want to sound silly i don't know but even they didn't have to have new molds necessarily arguably the flip changes were new molds at that point i mean it was just a story exclusive there wasn't it so how many yeah. people were going to find it it was only going to be people stumbling upon it more than anything because i can't imagine it got much advertising in places did it no so i guess it's worth mentioning at this point that there's some there's also then some conversation about what actually was happening with Machine Wars in terms of it, you know, it being debuted and everything. So yeah. basically, and and why it came into to being. So basically, at Botcon 1996, there was a lot of excitement because there was a Kenner presentation, oh, and yeah. the the Kenner rep at Botcon 96. This is the G ones coming back. Exactly. Uh, presentation Ma- made a big deal of there's going to be a G1 revival. This is your father's Autobot. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're bringing it back, lads. Here we go. You're going to get G1 again, yeah. and we're going to redo it. And apparently, people were pumped. That was like, you know, obviously. Hey, hang on. How old would these fathers have been for their kids to be listening to this? Like, come on. It's Very like true. your big brother's Autobot, maybe, yeah. your big sister's Decepticon or something the, the, like that. Maybe. This is not your yeah. father's Autobot line, has never held water, honestly. It's, it's <laughs> never made any sense. It's a sense. very specific niche of fan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there was two me, fans are in their 40s. <laughs> there was me, age 12, reading Generation 1, uh, Generation 2, issue 1. It's not your father's Autobot, thinking, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's only three Dad, years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What are you on about? Was there another so, Transformers before? Yeah. It would have had to have been in the 70s. That's the thing. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. All um, flares and corduroy. <laughs> well, would you be surprised if 6 suddenly had like a collection of Henshin Cyborg and he, that we do an episode on? And he's like, 
I had that as a kid. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say, would you be surprised if Sixo turned up for this in flares and corduroy? <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah, I could no, see. Actually. <laughs> yeah. I could see. But yeah, so apparently this this chap, Kenneret, made a big deal of like, there's going to be a G1 revival. And, uh, you know, people people were, were pumped for it, honestly. Like, even though Beast Wars was in full swing, you know, people obviously kind of built this up. And, and you know, in the early days of uh, Altered Toys Transformers and all that kind of stuff, you know, it was it was big news. So then when Machine Wars finally swung around a year later, it's fair to say it's not what people imagine no. as, the, well, as a G1 revival. Actually, that's quite interesting because when I think about it, this must have been... So if this is Kenner, what's this, 96, did you say? Well, at that point, yeah. Yeah, So, but this would have been around the same time then that they would have been doing Power of the Force for Star Wars, you know, when the whole thing was they were bringing back like the vintage characters and toys and stuff like that, weren't they? Do you remember they were giving them all, like you've got the super buff Luke Skywalker, but there was a big fanfare about Star Wars toys coming back. I don't recall that, no. But but then that this ties into this kind of... Do you not remember the power of the Force? Star not Wars? majorly, no. It's not yeah, my, so this, not my so area was, of expertise. Like, the mid-90s, they did uh, Shadows of the Empire, which was like a book, comic, video game that was like a official movie sort of in between. But they did this toy line. It was massive. It was like the green cards, and they... The most famous one is the super buff Luke Skywalker, but it was when Kenner really they got the Star Wars <laughs> like a now. funny image. Yeah. But it's like they're all like that, Han Solo, the Stormtroopers, they look ridiculous. But it was like the big fanfare for Star Wars toys coming back for the mm. first time from right. obviously after Return of the Jedi or whatever. I think they just went away for a bit because Hasbro and Kenner Kenner lost the license because Star Wars was fading away. But so this would have been a time when you were saying there about them saying G1's coming back. They would have also been doing that with Star Wars. So there is a general vibe then of older franchises, like a wave, I suppose, like an yeah, early wave yeah, yeah. of nostalgia almost with these things. I, I think that was it. And they were trying to, I think they were almost tapping into it too early because you've got to think yeah. that actually from some perspectives, G1, if you count G2 into the mix as well, had only been gone for a year at that point. You know, it's it's, it's not really been long since robot uh, you know, car robots or whatever uh, had been off the shelves. Hmm. So it's not like, you know, there'd been so many years of animals and people were just sick of it. You know, none of that uh, was going on. They would so, have been hitting all my bases at this time because they would have had Star Wars, Machine Wars, and at this time it would have been Batman Forever, which was Kenner, and I was buying Bat all Wars. that. Literally, <laughs> Bat Nipples, yeah. So I would have been buying Wars. everything. Oh, well, I'm, I'm saying what? Bat Nipples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Liam's secret thing about bat nipples evidently the, the suits you know but yeah so that's this would have been kenner probably really riding this licensed bandwagon of stuff man that's, May, that's maybe so i mean it, yeah by all accounts certainly this is how it looks to me i've got nothing to back this up but this is anecdotally talking to people about it reading about it this is sort of my take is that i think it was a bit of an over-enthusiastic you know, statement, if you like, declaration at yeah. Popcorn saying, we're bringing it back, you know, and then with nothing to back that out, nothing really... <laughs> and they had to deliver you know, in whatever way they yeah. could. That's, uh, nice. that's the thing. Uh, what can we use? Yeah. Uh, well, Whose I, name can we slap on it? I, I kind of feel like what happened then is that maybe there were some plans or maybe something had been discussed, but it certainly wasn't signed off. You know, it wasn't agreed. And then what happened is that they started looking at the feasibility, maybe, of doing a you know, a, a machine line, if you will, of some sort. And um, it, nobody wanted to do it. And they, they felt that maybe the appetite wasn't there. But they bloody said that they're doing it, aren't they? So they've got to slap something out. So what do you do? You go to KB, you get them to come in maybe on, you know, some of the cost of the molds or whatever else, you know, or, or kind of the, the production costs. 
and and you slap it out as a KB exclusive, and you kind of call it a day. Well, we and know this uh, from uh, the Hasbro reissues of the G1 toys, don't they? And right. we knew that um, it Walmart were putting up the money for them, and that's mm. why when they were turning up here for cheaper, didn't you say? Didn't it, wasn't you that said this, Maz? That that's why yeah. they stopped all of a sudden getting them, being able to get them. Yeah, because they got annoyed that they were A, turning up sooner elsewhere, and B, abroad, when they should have been an exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Prime, I think, as a result, didn't make it abroad in the kind of, in the way that the others before, like um, Tart Rod had done. Yeah, because I know... And the mini-bots. Uh, I, think it, I think it was Walmart. No, it was Target. They had the NECA Ninja Turtles, but the movie Ninja Turtles, and they were an exclusive there, and they were the only place you could get them, but it's because uh, Target put up all the money initially, and so that's why... You could only buy them there and you couldn't buy them online or anything. Yeah, I mean, there's so much about Machine Wars that looks like a lack of investment and the packaging oh, yeah. is, is yeah. a great example. Well, of like the I, artwork has barely been that. altered yeah. no. uh, from its original artwork. Like, I mean, you did that article on the, the Machine Wars artwork. It's basically G2 Prime. <laughs> well, it is. well, I really want to touch on this, actually, because I think it's an important point. I mean, it, look, I, firstly, I, I should say, just to wind back, I've got no evidence to say that... Oh, did you want you to know, do a rewind? I did. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even that long. It's more sort of a... Just that. But, you know, I've got no evidence that, that KB came in on the cost of it or fronted any of the money for it or anything like that. It's just pure speculation on my part. But I, whether that was true or not, I do think that there was an element of just shove it out as a KB exclusive and just get it done. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that that definitely rings true in my mind anyway, just looking at it. As you said, Mez, so much of the packaging feels recycled. I mean, the, the card yeah. art and all of that is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So it's very well known that Machine Wars Optimus Prime, the art is G2 Laser Prime. Yeah, and it's yeah. just, you know, they've cut out, probably not even Photoshop, is it, back then? But however they've done it, they've edited out the sword and recolored it. Chest not a even bit different. A little bit, but they've not even bothered to alter the face. So you've got no. a face-plated tr- Legs, more traditional... shoulders, arms, it's all... All the same. GT all Prime, the same. yeah. yeah. I, I really wonder if there is some connection to somebody in a Hasbro Kenner at this time was looking at, um, you know, Power of the Force, and that being Star Wars coming back for the first time since 1985 and thinking, we could do that with Transformers. Let's... And that's where the idea came from, but way more half-assed without the weight behind it. That Yeah, without the lack of product in the last yeah. Yeah. many, many years, Transformers was just still going in, in Europe and all that. Because we always think of like the end of the 90s, the start of the 2000s, as like the real starting gun on like G.I. Joe Transformers. All the nostalgia brands really came back in mm, almost to what we have now, isn't it? But that, that's really where it all started. It all seemed to start at once. <laughs> About one year after Machine Wars, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, nostalgia landed in 1998. Yeah. It was my first year at uni, internet access. The Transformers, the movie soundtrack came out on CD again. Yeah, and yeah that was that. the beginning for me. It was like, That's boom, right, yeah. here we are. And this was one year earlier. <laughs> I, I think they, they, just, they just missed, they almost could have left it another yeah. year and it would yeah. have been probably just long enough. But, but you know what, some of these employees as well would have been kids who got into Transformers who were just getting first jobs in these places, weren't they, as well? Yeah. yeah. This is what happens I mean, in games and all sorts of other lines, like comics and stuff, isn't it? People get in and they want to do something like that. And maybe that's where this yeah. comes from. I've actually had two comments this week from two collectors who used to be KB Toys employees at the time that Machine Wars came out. And they have expressed regret that they didn't just grab these at the time, mm. which just speaks to how they would have been regarded at I the bet time. it was, ugh, these aren't my Transformers, you know, this that's not the sound wave I know. 
I was like, that's, that's... It, it was more that they didn't know that they were repaints of exclusives in other countries. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I could sort of see that. I mean, coming back to the packaging, it's it's not just the, the character art, although that is bad. I mean, it, it's funny, actually, that Optimus is the one that everyone remembers because yeah. I think the face is the bit. People, yeah. people expected faceplate traditional Optimus Prime face and they got a mouth. And so glad though. I'm so glad in hindsight. Yeah, he looks yeah, like sure. he, he looks like if he spoke, his accent would be Welsh. He's just got this vibe where it's like, hello, you know. Doesn't look really friendly. <laughs> it does look really That's just underclass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now we're in a post two thousand seven era where Optimus having a mouth is not at all unheard of. I mean, it's common if anything. But back then it was like Hate it. what? Do you know what I mean? It was just mm. it's sacrilege. Um, but it's Hello. it's not it's not the only example at all. I mean, actually I think in some ways Prowl Machine Wars Prowl is just as bad because if you look at that versus the actual toy, it looks nothing like it. And no, it's, it's because... actually the owl from Breast Wars. So I'm just like <laughs> totally ridiculous. A owl. A owl. A owl. A owl. A owl. A owl. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a owl, but it's, we're not calling uh... Maz Mister Wise. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, no, but if you look at it, it's G2 Jolt that they've recycled. So they've done the so same funny. thing. Another, so funny. Yeah, another laser rod, just like Laser Prime. They've taken the sword out, and it's uh, and it's just the same. But they've recolored it, so it's the same thing, where actually that has a faceplate, but the the Machine Wars Mirage toy doesn't. It has a traditional face. Yep. So you would have been totally the same thing. Funnily enough, I never clocked it. I had Machine Wars Mirage back in the day when it was released. I don't know how, but I had one. And uh, it never really occurred to me but yeah if you i think it, a lot of machine wars probably hits that way for people there's stuff that's just been sitting around for years yeah. and no one's noticed even it's like right there in front of you it's so obvious when you look at it the other thing is i mean like um megatron and megaplex reuse the art from one of the predators for example mm. from from g1 and actually that's not too bad it sort of works but those toys don't have art that's the thing they've all got recycled art except for one. There's one toy in Machine Wars that gets its own art. Do you know which one it is? Is it... Um, one is mold, it, I should say. It must be the tow line mold because it's yes. never been used before. Yeah, hubcap and hoist. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's that's the only original art in all of Machine Wars. But actually, coming back to your point, Maz, of like the sort of lack of effort, if you look at some of the art, uh, the boxes, the packaging has got G2 symbols on it. Some of it's got G1 symbols on it. <laughs> it just completely depends. I mean, the, the instructions don't exist. They're on the box. And yeah. it's like the sticker map doesn't show the vehicle mode stickers. It no. just shows the robot mode stickers. So the sticker map, the stickers. yeah, it starts at number nine. And like, what? What am I supposed to do with it? <laughs> Luckily, I have like the G1 versions of these toys or... The internet exists, and I can look up the Stalker instructions. So I was sat there with two devices when I was stickering up Starscream, looking at Stalker, and then I realized it it tells you stickers that aren't even on the sheet. And the sheet goes like, it doesn't even have like 13 and 14 or 23 or like yeah. the number seven. It, it can't count. It's so ridiculously you feel like confusing. If you took each number and in instruction off like the sticker map and took the first letter, it would all just say like ha ha, you sucker. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like Star Wars instead. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's actually a very way. reasonable explanation. It was uh, it was designed by the same people that do the masterpiece numbering. <laughs> <laughs> to start with zero one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 09. <laughs> oh how how presumptuous would that have been? MW01 Machine right. Wars Prime. <laughs> Oh my 
Well, they got up to they got up to twelve, so actually they got to double digits. Not bad, yeah. Yeah. Another yeah. thing was the um, the stock photography on the boxes is clearly just someone just recoloring Stalker or someone oh, yeah, yeah. just because re- the colors don't match always. The stickers don't match. Some of the stickers are just missing. It's as useless as G one stock photography, really. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a real lazy fair slap it together. It's four pm on a Friday. Let's get this out, lads. Approach yeah. to it. There's, there's, it's just sort of get it done. Yeah, and, and the and the stickers are still in the color of the plastic of the original release in some places. I think the the main one is that Machine War Soundwave still has stalker colored forearm stickers. Right, and those yeah, little yeah, raised yeah. trapezoidal. Oh, the, the Optimus bit. Prime that they photographed is is kind of crumbling underneath, you know, from all the <laughs> heavy paint on the gold plastic. So. There are stickers that are white on white plastic. You're like, why? Right. There's no yeah, point yeah. putting a sticker there. And then it, the ones on Rotorstorm's thighs, sorry, on Sandstorm's thighs, they actually cover up a much nicer color underneath yes. with, with something that's the same as the rest of the leg. You know? That's, yeah, yeah mystical stock photo I want is for one day out of box something with gold plastic they just said like one of the foots crumbled or something you know in the background <laughs> yeah, the yeah. ultimate stock photo but is it I think it's on Starscream there is a bit isn't there is it Starscream I'm trying to remember now where you put a solid black sticker on a solid black bit of plastic it's just it's literally black on black there's, there's, there's no difference remember there's no, one of the toys there's one of the toys black I swear I'm just trying to think which one it is. It's not Starscream. I did that one yesterday, and there's there's always some color detail on it to at least make it stand out. I'm, I'm sure. It, I'm sure there's one of them. I remember putting a sticker on and being like, "This literally adds nothing." It, I think it is. It possibly the white ones on Optimus Prime's uh, waist plate because Maybe. they're trapezoidal and they're white on white colored. Like the highlights are already white on a red crotch piece, and then you just put white stickers which are the right. same shape. And it's an absolute no need for that at all. <laughs> no need. Right. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of that, honestly, in this in this line. There's a lot of just bizarre choices. And of course, there are less weapons. Yeah. yeah there's just like... But right. I think we'll probably get into the specifics of the toys after the... Yeah, yeah, we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Let's get to the, the, the toys in a little bit. But uh, it, it's fascinating to me just how this thing was... This whole project was slapped together. And as I say, I do believe genuinely in my heart that it was... Someone got a bit overenthusiastic in announcing it, and someone higher up was like, "Well, we bloody gotta do it now." Do you know what I mean? And it's like, how how do we do this as quickly, as cheaply, and as no fuss, no mess as possible, and just literally whack it out? Yeah, I've seen situations where a company needs to get a presentation of interesting material out for an event, and they yeah. put something together, and then they've got to somehow make good on it. It's probably not one person. It's probably like a collection of people in, in yeah. marketing that believed that this was something they could say, and then the reality of it kind of. Yeah, yeah. That 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 Kenner rep at nineteen ninety six Botcon. There'll have been someone off stage just waving their arms furiously, like no, <laughs> no, <laughs> cut it, cut it. <laughs> the cane is coming out. You know, yeah, yeah. get them off. Yeah. But you know, they announced it, and I guess it had to be. I don't know. Yeah. You imagine doing that now. And years have passed, and all I would have wanted is more of them at oh. that time. With exact, just you know, do boss, do scorch, do Don't. whatever else is available. Like do pyro, do clench, just in in any color you like. And yeah. and the sad part is, like, I was at TF Nation with you guys, and I said to Andy Cousins, "Well, I've actually, I was thinking of getting him to sign my Machine Wars Optimus box, but then he just dropped the whole. Yeah, I've seen they released them again, but the colors are terrible." You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't like him, and I was like, "Oh god, he's probably just going to step on my machine." You're literally putting it behind your back, like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah uh, no, I, I agree, I agree on, yeah, 
I'm with you. Awful, awful, yeah, terrible. How could they? <laughs> it's it's a funny old line. We'll we'll get to the specifics of the toys and stuff in, in just Ooh, a moment, of course. But uh, yeah, because I, I gotta love it though. I know for for as much maligned as it is, for as obviously crap at times as it is, I still love it. Yeah, because ultimately it's not crap. Yeah, it's not. That's it's the thing. Actually, like, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you if you look at it now historically as a little mini pre-run of R.I.D., it's it totally makes sort of sense in that way. I look at it as um, as foreign exclusive G1 repaints. Yeah, that, that's what has always made me want to look into it and the opportunity. I just kind of sniffed that it was last chance saloon to get these at the prices that they've been for years. Mm. I just feel like um, that's going to be a diminishing opportunity. And now was the time to do it, and TF Nation was the ultimate opportunity. The Transformers will return after these messages. Right, well, it's that time for the bit of the pod where we're going to look at our sponsors for the evening. I haven't forgotten this time, see? Eh? And uh, <laughs> if Liam can stop talking about Star Wars for a second, we'll uh, we'll, we'll crack on with it, I guess. Uh, no, so, let's go back to Star Wars. <laughs> no, <laughs> enough with your Luke Swalwalker. Right, we'll we're going to talk about... On it. Right, sure, sure. Uh, people will be lining up for that content. Can't even tell you. So, firstly, we're going to do tfsource.com. You can check out for all your Transformers and third-party needs. And we sort of had a quick, a bit of a quick look there, haven't we, lads, to see what's in stock and available for pre-order right now. And we've collectively selected one item. Who wants to say what it is? It's Make Toys MTRM14 Grandma. It's wow. not Grandma. Grandma, grandma. we love you. <laughs> 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 There's a bit of that going on. Uh, Grand Grandmine? Grandmain? Grandmain? Grandman? Grandman? Sandman? Grandma? Enter Grandma. Granyad. Highbrow. Yeah, it's highbrow. <laughs> it's highbrow. <laughs> from the remaster line that you last heard from 15,000 years ago. Yeah. This is a bit, look at what you could have won, isn't it? I mean, it's, yes. I never thought this was going to come back, honestly. Uh, so this is Make Toys. The big news, they're back, seemingly. They live. They're, yeah, they're a bit kind of... They make back. toys again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they'd make some more toys, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, because this is not the first time Make Toys have been back. This is like Make Toys are back, back, back again. They like keep coming back. Oh, really? but this is actually like new moulds, which is great. So Highbrow and Brainstorm, they teased in... I think about 1996. I can't remember. So it's, <laughs> was this not when uh, Machine Wars came out? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like Machine Wars. <laughs> it's around the same time. Yeah. So it's it's pretty exciting to see <laughs> this one back on the docket. Does this one uh, caught your eyes, lads? Totally. Yeah. Look at it. It's gorgeous. It's like. what they promised us. It's it's what we bought Coppola and Iron Will and yeah. Contact Shop for. And now we're looking right pleb for selling those. I mean, the prices of those are about to take a real rise. I think. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of people that are suddenly back in on Capola. Totally. Cup holder. Cup holder. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those toys. Because, you know, because you're right. Because for ages it looked like they're they're just done. They're never going to do the brainstorm and the highbrow. And now here we are back at it again. And why would you not suddenly want to get back in on those molds that maybe you've sold on? I haven't just saying. But... That's because you own all of Transformers, all of third party Transformers. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was just faithful. I never gave up hope. You just never got around to your sales pile, mate. That is it. That is more the reason. But I think, actually, legitimately, Capola is one of my favourite third-party toys. It's a fantastic toy. A never contact shot was the pinnacle for me of what right. they were doing. What a figure. I still think 
Coppola now still stands as one of the finest third party yeah. toys. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's awesome. There's yeah. a few toys that you pick up and it just feels like that does. If this can recapture 75% of that magic, this would be a banger. Yeah. And look at Highbrow, the nicest headmaster Autobot of them all. And just look at him. He's so pretty. This, yeah. this is going to be amazing. I hope. I really hope. This is, I'm not going to lie, this is shot right to the top of my like everything sort of third party masterpiece style stuff this is shot right to the top of my because they were the champions weren't they make toys they were the mvp of of this kind of stuff and everything they released was must have and then they just went away bring that guys back man bring that line back sort of so that is uh it's available for pre-order right now Mm. at tfsource.com i cannot wait i will definitely definitely be getting this i really want to see it yeah well, let's move on to kapowtoys.co.uk. And I think the big item in stock there is, well, we already talked about it briefly tonight, but it's uh, Rise of the Beast Studio Series Cheetor. And uh, boy, this toy has uh, created a lot of online comment, I think it's fair to say. Um, I hadn't looked at this toy yet. Oh, really? Have you not seen it? I've seen it now. <laughs> what do you think? Uh. It's <laughs> a, a real reaction for you. Isn't it? Oh. What, all I can see in in the cat mode is Teddy Ruxpin. Like, why, <laughs> why is Teddy Ruxpin in Rise of the Beasts? Oh my gosh! I had a Teddy Ruxpin. That will surprise you to know. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm tweeting that later. Just a comparison yeah. shot. That's incredible. But it's now wave he uses the tapes. <laughs> what I can't unsee about the beast mode, which when I point it out to you, you will laugh. Look at the front paws. It's upside down hands. Yeah, it's the robot mode hands with the paws kind of hanging off them. So the, the robot mode hands are just right there. Oh, it looks like he's he's walking on his robot mode hands and he's stepped in some intestines or something and he's dragging them along. It's we're supposed one. to be oh, selling this, aren't we? Yeah, we're yeah, supposed no, we to are, be selling. <laughs> okay. I actually think there's some good stuff to be said about this. I, I think, like it. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm into I've it. always I... wanted a Teddy Ruxpin. I went to Toys R Us <laughs> in 1985 to get a Teddy Ruxpin and then was distracted by Transformers. I yeah. did like Teddy Ruxpin. It was good. And this is the crossover I never knew I wanted. Right, there you go. You're going to be into this now. This, this could be your, your first Beast War. Is mode. he carrying a spine on his back, just as an accessory? Yeah, I don't really know what's going on with that. I've got to be honest. There's been a murder. That's not. Yeah. Carry, carrying the remains of his mate. It, it's the spears. I've just seen yeah. him now. Like he's got right. Uh, yeah, tiki, it, t- tiki torches of doom. The, so the funny thing with this is that it's it, this is obviously how this looks, but then there is another Cheetor toy uh, for Rise of the Beasts that's been seen, and it looks completely different to this. So I, nobody seems to know what's going on with the Rise of the Beast designs. Is this how Cheetor's going to look in the film? Because he had a very brief glimpse in the trailer, but not really, because it was you know, just in the background and blurry. So, like, is this what we can expect? Or is the other toy what we can I expect? I think we've no have we not seen images of Cheetor, and his Beast Mode looks more like this. than The, the Beast Mode, yes. We have seen the Beast Mode, and it does look more like this. So odds are, this is probably what you're going to see on screen. Yeah, Teddy Rock's not... been confirmed for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleased. I'm thrilled, actually. You know what? If he doesn't just suddenly put a tape in his chest and start like talking to Simon <laughs> Michaela or whoever's in this movie, <laughs> helping them to go to sleep at night. The tape is steel jaw. Just playing the tape of Rupert the Bear. 
A lot of people have a lot to say about the colour on this one. Sort of skin tone colour. I don't know. The thing is, I said about the other one, the Scourge truck, that I thought it needed a bit more colour. And everyone went, no, it looks fine. But then this one came along and I was like, oh, this one's fine. And everyone's like, no, it needs more colour. Yeah. <laughs> what I will say, I'm, I'm going to drop in into our little thread now uh, a diddy bash <laughs> that was done of this. I get such Beast Machines episode vibes from looking yeah. at yeah, yeah, yeah. this There really is. So this was done by at Airhammy on Twitter. Uh, Airhammer. Uh, Airhammy is the Oh, is, man. Is the yeah. Whoa. Game that, changed. Right? It's amazing. Wow. Right? Yeah. This is amazing, I think. So Bit I think, of paint, guys. Yeah. Wow. Even so this, just that grey looks really nice. Yeah, wowza. So this is basically Transmetal Cheetor colours, and it works so well. Brilliant. Uh, the hand thing's th- still a thing, though. Yeah, the hand thing's still a thing. But otherwise, do, just, just do that. doesn't look like Teddy Ruxpin anymore. <laughs> no, definitely doesn't. Just do that. Just give us that, I think. No, I like what we're getting better. Fair enough. Yeah, I quite like the sort of realistic tones on it for a cheetah. I think we've seen regular cheetah so many times in toys recently. It's actually quite nice to see a different take. You call oh, him I mean, a cheetah. Uh, yeah. That was John yeah. Masterton in there again. John Masterton. <laughs> cheetah. Chester Cheeto. Oh, Kevin Cheeto. Yeah. It's not easy being cheesy. <laughs> well, he's right there for the grabbing on kapowtoys.co.uk. So if you do fancy a bit of studio series, Rise of the Beast Cheeto or Teddy Ruxpin. If, yeah, give a teddy know, a home. Yeah, indeed. Maz, you're going to be picking them up for your Teddy Ruxpin collection, I would imagine. I will be starting a Teddy Ruxpin X Transformers collection. Finally. Right. With this thing. Yeah. It's my first visit to Toys R Us amalgamated into one toy. Excellent. Well, there you go. That didn't go at all where I expected it would, but uh, these things never do. So do check them out. Our sponsors, tfsource.com and kapowtoys.co.uk. We now return to the Transformers. So we're back to Machine Wars 1997. Cast your minds back, lads. Uh, Because we should probably talk about the actual toys, shouldn't we? So we've established 12 of them. Uh, so eight basics, two megas, two ultras, all recycled. What do you make of them? Fucking brilliant! <laughs> it's right. Just I oh, have enjoyed wow. these so much. Um, I didn't expect to like one or two of them more than the originals. But wow! Bold claim. I'm going to start with Optimus Prime. Okay. I like it more than Thunderclash. What? Yeah, Thunderclash's colors are the best colors known to the human eye. However, there is something about this prime in these colors. It's almost more coherent. And you know those plastic wheels that don't have any sort of rubber tires on them or any sort of distinction between it? They work better in black on this toy than they do in the gray because Thunderclash has always looked like it's missing tires. I get get what you're saying. Yeah, the black does look better on the wheels. And I know it's a really weird color for prime on the face of it, but... I would just suggest that you take the vehicle mode picture, maybe the one that I've done, and just have a look at it. Imagine the front of the cab as red, and suddenly it's boom, G1 Optimus Prime. If you just imagine the front of the cab and the roof red, when you look at the back part of the cab, it's already red, and the trailer is grey with the blue and white stripe, and the legs are dark blue, it's suddenly, bam, it's the most G1 Prime toy you've ever seen. (laughs) And... And that really, really works. Perfect I love, run. yeah, right. <laughs> I love that this thing, and then also, um, I noticed it on the other toys as well. Has that kind of military green, and I love yeah. that. That's 
I didn't notice that in the pictures before, but in hand, it's like, oh, that's actually quite cool. And I love being able to handle this toy with abandon and not yeah. have to worry about putting flipping the legs up. And suddenly it's like I have more appreciation for the design of Thunderclash than I ever got with Thunderclash. Because I can just I, transform I can that cab mode so totally easily. Understand that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. So for immediately sure. I have more affection for this than I do for Thunderclash. I'm surprised to hear that though, because yeah. I guess even, despite the sort of GPS-y nature of it, you know, Thunderclash, there's something almost sort of beautifully fragile about Thunderclash, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's that's like when all. You've got a nice one. I just want to look at it, but I can't interact yeah. with it. I mean, it's got pink windows. It's just beautiful. It's got gold and teal and amazing light pipe and coloured eyes, but I just can't freely enjoy it. Or, or even like every time I get through a photo shoot, I feel like I've I've used up a life or something and i don't have right. a bath full of sonic gold rings like liam does to, <laughs> to get more lives so i feel like i've used up a bit i'm on borrowed time with that toy this guy i've transformed him more in the last three days than i have my thunder clash in years of owning him so that's that that's says something. a lot it's a really nice transformation too yeah i love it and i love the molded missiles yeah 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 but wow it does lose a lot doesn't it yeah, the missiles are new. So that's the big change. So all of these toys are different. And and you asked me, didn't you, the other day about hang on a minute, is yeah. is and you're not you're not the first person to ask, is Sandstorm supposed to come with missiles or <laughs> yeah. not? So we'll get to we'll get to Sandstorm. Yeah. That's actually I think the third person. You're the third person that's asked mm. me that, um, bizarrely. Because I think it's uh, even I remember being like, Oh my god, there's no missiles for this thing. Yeah, because at least with Prime they gave you new missiles. Yeah. And they gave you the gun. This is weird. So Prime actually stands out because he's the only one of the four big molds mm. that has newly molded parts that yeah. I'm aware of anyway. So they've actually yes. given him new missiles. Yeah. I guess because the missile launchers are such a Correct. sort of key part of the gimmick that to have no missiles in them at all might be a little bit obvious. But then they yeah. didn't do that for Sandstorm. Right. And they remolded Prime's launcher so that it no longer has the gravity gimmick. You can't yes. pull the back of the launcher back. It's not spring-loaded. It doesn't move. And it's got a massive launching tab on it now yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to launch the rockets. But you do lose all the little missiles in the yeah. compartments on the trailer. And the compartments yes. are still there. Yeah. So that is a little bit strange. It's very sad and empty. Yeah. So yeah. In, in one way, it's lost an, a great element of being a great toy because you can't play with that gimmick. But on the other hand, you can actually play with the toy and not destroy yeah. it. It's definitely swings and roundabouts, yes. for sure. I love him as Prime, though. I really do. And I love that he doesn't have a faceplate. The only thing I would say is his neck is white and his face is grey. And if you look catch him in the wrong angle, he looks like he's got the biggest double chin going. And it's just he, he kind of melts into his own collarbone. So that's the only thing. I, I would have liked a bit more contrast in the colours there. It's also M. Bison, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. I think he looks like a really young Optimus Prime, and I kind of like that. Like, if you. Good shout. He's got a sort of clean shaven look to him almost. <laughs> yes. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, really kind of youthful, sort of 20 year old mm. first captain role. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he's almost sort of got animated Optimus Prime vibes to me somehow. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah. You know? And uh, I'm really into it. I've always liked this color scheme. It's a weird one. The brown is definitely a choice. I definitely like the M. Bison vibes. For, and yeah. I believe for Maz, when he discovered Machine Wars Optimus, it was the greatest day of his life. <laughs> for Machine Wars Optimus, it was this weekend that's just gone past. Right. <laughs> Except he's been sat in the box for six months. Yeah, yeah. yeah very accurate. But no, um, I love it. absolutely love it. And the, the stickers were fun to apply as well. There was no really awful moments on applying the stickers no. uh, and i really enjoyed it 
and gotta the, get that um, chest sticker just perfect yes though, i started you? with that one. I, was like, I need to set the tone now because i can't yeah. go through the entire sticker sheet and get everything right and then <laughs> cock that up at the end yeah, yeah. Had to, if, had you, to start if you ruin that one it's really all over isn't it yeah yeah um but yeah prime is is fantastic i love everything about it and I don't think I'm ever going to have an unused Thunderclash. I just don't think I'd spend the money on something that could still end up the same as my regular one. Yeah. I think, do you know what I think might help the deco a little bit? Actually, you talking about saying if the front of the trailer was was red, mm. um, I think that would make a big difference. I mean, actually, in a funny way, then I guess you would have the the top of the cab that folds down red as well. So then yeah. his chest would be red, um, which could be interesting. But I also think if you had blue feet, it would be good to see. Yeah. Yeah, I think the lighting in my room is such that I, I just don't notice that he has, yeah, it's different colored feet to the rest of the legs. Haven't yeah, noticed. I was, it always feel a little bit like he looks like he's wearing Boots. smart shoes, you know, like, yeah. uh, I still like it, don't get me wrong. I just think blue feet might have helped him a little bit. Yeah. And, th- and then, of course, we talked about the stickers where in some places they're just, why are you putting white stickers on, on white plastic or white paint? It's just, there's nothing there to, to highlight. It's not bringing anything extra to the toy. But you were saying the brown is a choice. Are you talking about like the olive green on the forearms? Yeah, and... kind of olive. Oh, yeah, I guess it is olive green. Yeah. Um, I love it. I, I think it's great on him because it's it's coherent between the trailer and the truck. And then it wasn't Soundwave. It must have been, I, I saw it in, in a spot on Sandstorm as well. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's definitely on Sandstorm. Well, let's you, talk about you... Sandstorm, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, indeed. Well, d- just finishing on Optimus, the one thing I will say as well that works really well is the light piping. I think is incredible. Yeah. And and you know what? It's not hot pink like Thunder Clash, but the blue is still such a great choice. And actually, yeah. I love that there is this sort of alternate version of that mold. And the two of them, I think, uh, work really nicely against yeah. each other. You know, it's it's a great complement. It's not Thunder Clash. It's very different. But it's still fantastic, and yeah. I think it's both it's, are must-haves. Yeah, I love that they were able to reuse it. You know, the trailer and add the stripe. I yeah. just think that's quite cool that that actually worked out. You know, from Thunder yeah. Clash, just to give him that vintage-style trailer stripe. Yeah, it's cool that they sort of redid the stickers and that the stickers yeah. aren't just a complete holdover from Thunder Clash. Well, do you want to talk about Sandstorm then? Yeah, this is Autobots I mean, first. <laughs> One of the very best uh, Transformers toys in the history of the world is the Rotorstorm. Yes, and yeah, the colours contribute to that, but the mould is is the big winner here. And I, I'm not seeing a lot of deterioration on these moulds either. It's not like these feel cheaper. I mean, some of the plastic looks in places like you're not going to enjoy handling it, but um, I really enjoyed handling them. I didn't feel like anything was going to break, and I really, really like the colours on Sandstorm more I than do. I realised I would. And actually, one of your recent photos where the head was really, really clearly shown. And it was gold with that light piping and the olive green yeah, face. Yeah. I just thought, wow, you know, yeah. brilliant. Absolutely want those colors on this toy. And it's a lovely mix of the olive green. And it's not just brown. It's gold. It's a goldish kind of yeah. the weapons, the legs. And the stickers on the skis are gold and black. And they look great. They do look great. Really yeah. nice. The I like gold- the little blue touches, though, as well. Yeah, like on the back of the Turbo Master Rockets and the yeah. eyes and the whole canopy. Even the stickers yeah. on the sides and things, I think that adds a little bit of something. I don't remember any blue on stickers. Oh, yeah, there's little blue little blue stickers. Now, on mine, actually, there's a bit of contention about where those stickers are supposed to go. I put them on the sides of the canopy. I didn't have any blue stickers on my toy. My sticker sheet didn't have any blue stickers. What? Is it? The star, there's nothing on the, the Air Force on. logo, the little blue sticker. Those, oh, those are factory. 
Are those factory stickers? Yeah, the blue ones with the star on the side. The the very military. No, 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 not not those ones. No, 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 no. Not those ones. No, hang on, I'll drop you a picture. And there's the MP under the rotors as well. So you can see just there on the sides of the canopy. I did not have those stickers. Really? That's interesting. Did I just miss them? Go back and have a look on your sticker sheet. <laughs> I might do, actually. Because the first thing that reminded me of was the, the stickers that go on the forearm. Yeah. But th- that's know, black on, on black, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, That is black on black. That's where that's, I was thinking. Oh, of that's black what on you black. meant. That's yeah, what okay. I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, yeah, you are right on the forearms. Uh, yeah, those little blue stickers that I've put on the side of the canopy, I remember thinking this is entirely not clear where these are supposed to go because they weren't mm. on the sheet. Uh, sorry, we weren't on the instructions and looking at it online, multiple sources, different things, you know, but actually they, in terms of the shape of them, they fit really well on the sides of the canopy there. So that's where I opted to put them. Checking out his sticker sheet now. He's gone. We've lost him. It looks like he's eating the box. Maybe he is. Maybe he's eating the stickers. Okay. This is weird because it's stickers one and two are the only blue stickers on the sheet. Yeah. And the sticker map does not include a location for one and two. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I have no recollection of putting these stickers on and I can't see them on the toy. So what are they? But you've got them on, on the, the sheet? sheet still or? No, they're missing from the sheet. So where have you put them? That's a fantastic question. <laughs> it's going to be like later, he just pulls out some jeans to put in the wash basket and finds the two yeah. of them stuck on the side of his knee or something. Looks in the mirror and they're on his yeah. eyelids or something. <laughs> I wonder why I suddenly had blue eyes. I, I want to know where they are now. You're just investigating your toy. Uh, oh, do you know where I put them? Go on. I put them where the bright pink ones go on G1's rotor storm. Right, right, right. Or on the rotors. Do you know? Okay, so oh, that's a good. That I have also seen that done, and, and I, you've just reminded me. I was trying to think where is the other location that I've seen them done. I have seen people do that as well, and I opted not to do that because I like the sort of black tips on the rotors. I think it works really nicely. Um, but yeah, I guess that would be very lo- a logical place for them to go as well. Yeah, I do remember now checking G1. Ro- well, I have G1 Rotorstorm stickered yeah. up, and that was right in that spot. And at no point did I believe that because they're because they're reusing the sticker maps. I yeah. didn't think any thought had gone into designing it to put them somewhere else. Mm. Um, I like where you've put them. That's interesting. Uh, if I had known that before, I still would have put them on the rotors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the rotors are blue plastic. Yeah. And then having a, the dash of slightly brighter blue on the end, I think it really came out nice in my photo of it. So I, I still would have put it there. I'll have wow, to check it out. Totally forgot about that. <laughs> How mad. <laughs> How funny. But no, I, you know, just looking at it now, and you're right, like about the gold stickers on the little skis and things like that. There's so much going on with this. I, I would say, actually, for me, the combo of the gold with the blue rotors, I think is beautiful. I think it's yep. as, as beautiful as anything in the sort of turbo master lineup if you like there's nothing inferior about the way this toy looks in hand it's it's super glorious yeah honestly i I don't mind to that i I, I think i think rotostorm as such a beautiful striking decker this is nice don't get me wrong yeah yeah. like if i had to put the two side by side the blue ones every time yeah i agree completely agree but this is nice. This yeah. looks like a GI Joe vehicle. That's what it's I not quite like. Crap that. is the main thing. It's yeah, not yeah. like wow, they took a great mold and put it in rubbish colours. That's not, not ruined. No, yeah. it's not no. ruined. I, I I agree with all of that. I and I I wouldn't. You know, if I was going to have a choice, this or Rotorstorm, yeah. I would choose Rotorstorm. There's, yeah. there's no blue and pink guy all day long. <laughs> you are right. Absolutely. It just it stands on its own as something quite cool. Yeah. Yes. It, 
it stands on its own two feet. It really does. It's it's a nice looking toy. I think so. I think it still feels great too. It still absolutely feels top quality. God, your photo makes it look beautiful as well, Sixer. Thanks, man. It's beautiful. I I, I try. I try. Well, one thing I do think hurts this slightly is the lack of missiles. So only slightly. And the reason I say that, actually, I don't think the lack of missiles would be a problem were it not for the fact that the uh, the the guns, the missile launchers, are so obviously gutted because yeah. you can see even the top of yeah. them where. Hole. Yeah, it's yeah. just a big hole where the where the firing mechanism was, and clearly there was a spring. Yeah. Even if you didn't know the toy, you would be able to see it in the middle of it. So now, when you look through the end of it, it's just hollow the yeah. whole way through. So it's quite clearly been gutted. And that's that's not the biggest crime of it. I think the biggest crime is that you can't put them on the skis, so he doesn't have yeah. the extra missiles stored on his legs, which looks amazing. That's yeah. the biggest loss for me. Not that they can't go in the launcher. I don't mind that. Not to skip ahead, but you know that there is uh, on this toy the fact that you know you've got the little notches to go on the skis, and actually I think even worse, not to skip ahead on Soundwave, you've got the actual nubs, haven't you? The little pegs yeah. that that are no missiles to go on them, yeah. and it's like, come on, guys, you know at least at least sand yeah. that down a little bit or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Come on, it, it does feel a little bit half-assed that they've left so many part elements of the gimmick in place yeah. so even yeah. as a kid you wouldn't you'd be aware straight away that something's missing it's very but, obvious but i suppose counterpoint to that we always talk about the fact that we grew up with you know g1 grimlock yeah. and things like that and ironhide going <laughs> yeah, what are these seats for you know and, <laughs> and it's just is what it is isn't it do you think I there guess. was some kid who the first thing time they ever got the incident the first thing they did was rush to find out what yeah. machine was sandstorms <laughs> i i know that there were people i know that because I've, I've heard it was you people, no not me i was too old but there were people <laughs> that grew up with these toys as you know their optimus prime yeah. their Soundwave or whatever and um yeah, no, they, they they were. I think there were some mysteries for them. The the Optimus faceplate thing from you know versus the box yeah. art that was a big mystery for a lot of people that had this as we've talked about this before, haven't we? About like the idea of this being your Optimus Prime, you know, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. when you grew yeah. up, uh, you know, whether it was Power Master or Action Master or G two or whichever one it was, and for a lot of people, this was their Optimus Prime. It's a great Prime to have. Yeah. Got a base mode, got a wicked trailer, got a fantastic cab, excellent head sculpt. It's, it's good prime. I, yeah. I have to say, looking at Sandstorm, I do love the tiger stripe deco. You know, they right? Yeah. For, for all those times, he has to go and blend in with herds of tigers or whatever. <laughs> Look, it's the helicopter from Desert Strike, and that's it, that's working. You know what me. it is? It is strong, like video game DLC mm-hmm. d- pre-orderable skin bonus. In it, that's what it is. <laughs> okay, that's that's the next. That's one. what it is. That nobody would ever use, but that one guy. <laughs> that makes it more endearing. Actually, that's that's cool. I, I, I do think him. it's kind of fascinating that for once, and pretty much this one time only, outside of Bayformers that they've gone, actually, what if some of these toys had slightly more realistic decos? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's a fairly unique prospect and in terms of Transformers history. They got away with using the little US military star on the side. There. Right, yeah, yeah. Because they because on Street Fighter 2, they've had to remove that now, you know, from Gal Stage. Okay. Or even all the re-releases really? of Street Fighter 2, it's changed now. Because I have a T-shirt of it randomly. I've had it for years, but I just saw that the military now. Well, so, so what you're saying is that Machine War Sandstorm is Guile's helicopter. 
Oh yeah, you know what? That could be on his stage. You know, it's, this is the first. It's Guile versus M Bison right here. I'm looking. There we at go. It. We've got the <laughs> this. Is, this is basically the first Transformers and Street Fighters crossover. You heard it here first. Yeah, Street right. Fighter Seven. You know, Rise of the Machines. <laughs> <laughs> what would it have been in '97? No, we would have had '97. Would have been so we would have had Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. We've been past there. We'd have been in probably Alpha One. Okay, interesting. Because I was playing Alpha 3 in 99. I was playing Alpha 2 at school, so that would have been 98, 97. So, yeah, we would have been in that era of Street Fighter. But they were still pumping out Super Street Fighter 2 mm. versions. You know, we, we have to have this conversation because normally we start these episodes with, what were you doing in 1997? Yeah. So we had to have this conversation. Yeah. But also, 60, now that he's played two video games, maybe this will be his third. He'll discover he, Street he Fighter 2. He was up late yeah. the other night playing video games. Yeah. Two early hours. He's discovered the Nintendo I was Wii. Playing, I was playing Super Mario Galaxy 2 on the Wii with my wife. I don't think that necessarily <laughs> counts as, as Totally counts. Up late playing video you games. You delinquent teenager. Get on yeah. with your work. Go Hard, hardcore gamer. Yeah. We're, try, we're trying to get the, the green stars at the moment. That's a whole thing. So uh, anyway. Um, Fantastic choice. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, I've got great taste in computer games, honestly. Like the computer computer. games. <laughs> um, so what I do want to say, actually, and I just come back to your point, Liam, of like, would you choose this over Rotorstorm? I, just something occurred to me. I wouldn't, but I would choose it over Universe World. Yeah, oh, same. Mm-hmm. And if you look in the chat, I've just dropped you a picture of Universe World. These I'm are just that one. well free- aware of World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But just to compare it, I think it's interesting. These are just freely available yeah. pictures on Google. But like, so what I think is interesting there is that actually the finish on Sandstorm, with, as you said, the sort of stripy camouflage deco, I think is much nicer than the camo they've gone with on Universe World. So uh, much better. But yeah. also, look at the canopy and where they've actually painted the sections on Machine Wars, and mm. they haven't bothered with that on the Universe Toy at all. No. Nah. Yeah. It's just a solid orange canopy, and they haven't bothered with any paint applications. The, the, I find the Universe World repaint quite off-putting. It just doesn't yeah. It just doesn't jive, does it? It does, doesn't uh, flow together, the colours and that camera no. paint. Like you're saying there, they're not painting the cockpit. It looks very, I don't know, it's a very G1 Seeker, but not at the same time, like the yellow. Yeah. It's nice. It looks like somebody's frozen a Capri Sun. Yeah. I love the the rotor color. The color of the rotors yeah. is, is yes. the only thing I really like about it. But this is some distance they've gone to manage to take a mold like that and make it unappealing. But, yeah. but also, as you Still were talking about the, the lack of missiles with uh, Sandstorm there, these ones just look, I don't know, they just don't look great. Because these are the longer ones, aren't they? These are the longer ones, yeah. It's interesting that they then, you get three versions of it. You get the original Turbo Master missiles with Rotorstorm, you get nothing with Sandstorm, and then you get new missiles with Whirl. And uh, I don't know, yeah, kind of yeah. would have been happy with nothing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I have Whirl, and, and I do like it. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I don't like it. Uh, I think there's some merit. I think it looks better in robot mode. I was just going to say the robot mode is much nicer. Yeah. So let's talk about the flip changes quickly. I mean, it's it's a very quick conversation, really, because there's, there's two molds, four four toys. Yeah, they flip. Four techos. They and flip. change. Yeah. Well, they flip. Right. So you're familiar with the concept. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> I have them as car robots, and I think they're brilliant. Yeah. Beautiful head sculpts, both of them. Are you going to get these guys, Mess? I am going to get Mirage, and I do want to get Hoist. Those two I yeah. would really like to get. So, yeah, I, honestly, I know I've said it before, but I think you can just get one of each of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think that I think you've chosen the right two there, Maz, with Mirage 
and uh, and Hoist because uh, I think they're definitely the best two. The hubcap is oh my god, that olive green head! You weren't kidding. Yeah, it's bizarre, right? On Prowl, it's really odd. Yeah. I hubcap I looks like a bootleg. Yeah, it really does. I would say actually, of all of them, Prowl is my least favorite. Um, Prowl and Mirage are slightly annoying in that the sticker, the seven and eight sticker on the chest, doesn't stick down on the but sides. It looks like a peel. Oh, it's Peel Guarantee, City. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want your toy hack sticker fixer for that one if you can get it. <laughs> get your print stick out. Uh, honestly, you're constantly pu- pushing it down. I remember just yeah. doing these photos for these articles that I did, uh, and I was constantly pressing them down on the sides. It's like cold. Do you know what I mean? Long enough to take the picture. It was really winding me up. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. It just looks like they did the first two, Mirage and Hoist. I mean, look at the colors on Hoist. The the burgundy on the, on the crotch and the elbow joint is actually yeah. really nice. It looks like a painted toy. The other well, two just look like they didn't get very far. 100%. It, Hoist actually has um, little paint applications on his head and things like it that. It looks great. And, like Genuinely yeah. great. And he's got those really cool deco on the side of the truck too. Yeah. This is supposedly, according to the wiki, maybe a reference to someone in Hasbro. The, the Wilk towing, it says. Uh, Wilk and Son towing. But yeah, it's really nice. And it's got the sort of trail breaker lines along the side. That's uh, a definite will pick up for me, I think. I yeah. really, really adore the mold as well. It's a great mold. Really nice toy. Yeah. But yeah, hubcap. Just not really much nice to say about it. I don't know. Other than it being a great design. Yeah, this just tell I'm a mold. What I like about it is it looks like a mask vehicle. It looks like it would convert into something in mask. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, you could say that for the Mirage mold too. I mean, yeah. some of the best masked toys are Formula Racers. Just look at Sixo's mask collection. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Yeah, I've got the, the, the both of them. I don't know. He's got a type. Yeah, do you know, definitely do. Having opened the four big ones and being as enamored with them as I am, I'm pretty sure I'll get these four as well because I actually really do like the molds. And once I get Mirage, I can't not have Prowl and try to build that IndyCar grid. I just... That's a photo yeah. that's begging to be taken. So. The, it, there is still, I would say, it's a tough one for me with these flip changes because I remember getting them. Uh, it's funny, I remember talking to our friend Fancy Dan and uh, at the time, and I think we were texting back and forth, and I was like, I might check out Machine Wars Basics. And, and then I just got them all in one evening because it was just mm. like, they're just, you know, but this was a good few years back, but they're just sitting there. You've been very clever in in hoovering this stuff when it was not talked about, not interesting, pre-podcast, pre-people even thinking about this era again. You you got them all at just the right time. But you I do mean, need to stop popping up on Discord and telling people how you bought them for five quid and that's all they should pay. Because it's <laughs> just not the case anymore. I did say, I know I said that earlier about something, but I did say it won't be that price anymore. But But no, but we were talking about the difference between someone paying like, twice what it should be that yeah. was all so uh, i think you did get them for like five ten pounds yeah yeah sealed each but you know christian was asking 25 to 30 pounds at tfn yeah, yeah. and i remember they've that feeling like i can't pay half of what i paid for soundwave for this no no, no. they've definitely they've definitely gone up i think you're still probably looking in the 25 pound range or something i would mm-hmm. imagine um but they've definitely gone up but it's yeah a tough sell for me it honestly. is it's a tough one i, I gotta be honest i remember when i got them and opening them and being a little bit like with one or two of them like yeah you know because they are so lackluster in terms of the deco and everything but actually i think they work better as a set i think when you have all of them and taking the pictures of them collectively group shots and stuff i was well enamored with them Hmm. right let's do decepticons yeah 
So I'd never owned Stalker before, and I'd had you in my ear, all of TF Nation, telling me how it's your favorite toy and how you knew the designer and, and you and BMAC have had romantic dinners and you've taken <laughs> Stalker along with you. And maybe you're the Stalker. I was going to um, say, but, <laughs> 6 um, is machine was Stalker. Uh, okay, look, I, I mean, I, I am doing this routine as well. Like For the first time this week, Mark Mayer, uh, Mark Lonis, liked one of my photos on Instagram, and I just messaged nice. him instantly going, Wow, thank you for liking my photo. I'm always hearing from Liam and Sixo about how you guys are all mates and you love their stuff. And so it's, it's really nice for you to me? message me. Yeah, you're in with like all the Hasbro guys. I mean, they were, you know, coming around your house for dinner. Anyway, he told me to get out of his kitchen again. So <laughs> sure it wasn't my kitchen and it wasn't me telling you to get out because I don't know any of this. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my crisp care package, man. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. I should clarify, I'm definitely not in with Hasbro or anything like that. It's just, uh, they're nice guys, though. They're nice guys, but they're just very sociable on, in, on Instagram and stuff. We're just they? friends. Is that what you're yeah. going to say? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Stalker. So I never owned that. And I bought a, a Stalker from Christian, actually, since TF Nation. So I've had Stalker and Machine Wall Standwave sitting here for like nearly six months. And I just didn't know which one to go for first. As it turned out, I opened both at the same time. Because yeah. I needed the instructions from Stalker to tell me where to put the stickers on Soundwave. Because again, they don't print the vehicle mode. Half the stickers on the sticker map and the instructions are missing. You just, where do they go? And I didn't have any previous experience in the mold, so I had to get Stalker out. And yeah, I had been told by you and James that this was an amazing mold. First time through, I was like, yeah, it's all right. You know, it's 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 a toy. It looks interesting. You know, big rocket's cool. Just two or three more transformations and I was like this is amazing this is there you go. transformers and I thought stupidly that the flaps on the back of the cars closed themselves I must have been thinking of Galaxy Meteor because I, I misunderstood that ah. it was some kind of spring loaded thing so I was like I have to close it myself it's just like any <laughs> other transformer isn't it it's yeah. a bit it's a flap that closes woohoo but then you remember what era this is that's the point yeah you that's exactly actually, it it's an extra level it's just Two extra parts that didn't need to be there. You don't see them in vehicle mode and you don't see them in robot mode, but they're there. Yeah, that's 100% it for me is that I've always loved this design. So I had Stalker as a, as a kid and uh, that sounds wrong. I had I had, <laughs> I had the toy Stalker as a kid and uh, it, it, was, it just blew me away. I think even as uh, whatever age I was at the time when it came out, I was aware that it felt like an evolution from other Transformers designs that had come before it. You know, because just little things like those flaps on the legs, on the back of the legs, and this is so simple because they just fold up underneath the vehicle mode, you unfold them uh, to flip the legs round, mm. and the legs flip in a very familiar way. Like, it's yeah. really old territory. Satisfying. Yeah, super satisfying. It's the click that Andy Cousins was talking about. So if you've not heard our Andy Cousins episode, go back and listen to the Euro development and all of that. It's, it's, you know, all of that is in there. But then it's the fact that the the flaps fold back and close the gaps in a, such a yeah. simple but satisfying way. And even as a kid, I remember thinking, why have they never done that before? That That's, feels like a, yeah. like an evolution in the design. I think the bit with the arms and the way the treads fold over to hide the arms, yes. it's a clever thing. And yeah. that was a real wow moment. I was like, oh, that's really clever. And when you yeah. learn the transformation, it's a very satisfying step. And, you, and uh, the joints are a lot less tight and brittle on Soundwave than they are on G1 Stalker. So Soundwave right. is a lot more smooth to transform and a lot more fun. Uh, yeah, I really like playing with that toy. It's really, really nice. Everything about it is just sweet. It's on song. Lovely head sculpt. 
quite nice stickers as well. Yes. Um, the rocket is a thing, isn't it? Yeah. The ICBM, <laughs> inter intercontinental ballistic missile. Wow. It's absolutely huge. Absolutely yeah. huge thing. And, and again, you are losing some of the functionality here. So the, the original thing, of course, with this toy, you know, when it was Stalker, was that you could attach one of the Predator jets onto the kind of compartment that slides back uh, on top of the, the rocket and then look through it like a kind of scope, almost a scope mechanism. And it would reveal a little hidden image inside it, you know, that you could only kind of see when you connect, connected the two toys. And it's weird on Sound, Soundwave because, again, they've gutted it and there's no evidence of that gimmick in sight. So mm. it's kind of like, I don't Such know. Tease. Yeah, it's a strange choice. It's a really strange choice. It just leaves you with like a bit of a hollow thing with a kind of blue tip on the end. It's just reminded me of something else, uh, talking about that scope. Something I really appreciate about Machine Wars that even G1 didn't do, and new toys, new reissues don't do. The stickers were cut perfectly. Yeah, yeah, the gaps yeah. and spaces they were meant to go. I didn't have to adjust anything. The stickers that go round, the sort of checkered black and white stickers. I was just going to say, yeah. Man, they fit like a dream. Yeah. Everything is spot on. Even the the London Transport, London Underground logo that goes on his right leg. That's yeah. just perfect for the raised circular nub. Uh, I really appreciated that. I, I must admit, you're absolutely right. I remember doing that little checkered bit round the missile. And when it gets to the edge, and, and you, you do very often you apply these things on Transformers and you think, Ugh, I'm going to have to cut it at the end, aren't I? And it's when it just lines up exactly to the point it should you just think wow yeah that's that's good i've just had a look at your photo that you've put into the chat of your sound wave right you've put the decepticon sticker on his chest i have now why did you do that I can't apart from the fact that it looks right. great why yeah did yeah, you yeah. Put there? Where, where's yours then where have you put yours i put mine where stalkers are so they go on the side of the treads now the problem is on stalker when you attach the green missiles on the side of the treads, it covers up most of the Decepticon sticker. But with Soundwave, you don't have that problem. So they're basically on the left and right side of the vehicle mode, on the treads, not on the molded part where the instructions say, but there's a gap next to it, nice and flat, and it fits I perfectly see. there. Yeah, I see. I, I guess maybe it is supposed to go there. I'm not 100% sure. But I, I think I did look at some source or something that informed me that maybe it was supposed to go on his chest. I honestly can't remember because there were a few points about it that I recall being quite contentious. Uh, and it's not on the box art, so I can't remember what it was that informed me on that. It's on the stock photography on the box. And I think yeah. I just assumed I'm just going to go with Stalker because, first of all, this thing doesn't even have all the stickers I think it was that. I think it was the stock photography. And then, you know, there's a few places with it on on the chest online. Uh, including on the wiki, interestingly, you know, which uh, is is quite reliable, I would say. So yeah, I think it was just a, a judgment call. I, I think it looks great, but I've just been super annoyed by the fact that the stock photography for Stalker has white missiles and the toy doesn't. Right. That's super annoying because they look great. Really, really great. To the point where I actually... They match the rocket, don't they? Yeah, I'd love to get maybe like a set printed in that color or just painted up. Because I think at, it, um, maybe like old Spurt Reynolds does them or something. Oh, mate, that would I mean? be amazing. I would, I would immediately Repros. buy those. Find some for Sandstorm too. These toys need those rockets. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. especially he does. It's a, it's a, it's a good shout actually because you could just easily get extra missiles and and just put because the, the, the nubs are still on Soundwave as I say. Yeah, and you know, there's nothing wrong with recreating box photography. I do love doing that. Uh, something that a few people have mentioned to me is how much this guy reminds them of Quake of G1 Quake. And of yeah. course, the colours are like bang on to Quake, and it's a missile tank. So, I could see that. 
totally. Again, I think this is a, a great repaint, actually. It like is, it's, yeah. it, the deco choice is weird because those colors, what are they? I mean, like it's sort of this weird maroon yeah. kind of color with camo, like gray camo on it, and then like a green tiger stripe thing. With it's this sort of, it's so yeah, cool. It Honestly, just shouldn't just, work. Yeah, but it you does. don't get enough toys this color. No, I mean you don't get any toys this color apart <laughs> from this one. And it, and then it's the fact that it's got like this kind of frosted blue, uh, translucent highlight. Oh, so good. And then for that, yeah. full on slush puppy vibes there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, do you know with all of these, I do think that in a weird way they make a nice counterpoint to the G one version. Yeah, super because, neon. Yeah. yeah, where where the G one toys are hot pink and hot, you know, like electric green. These have all got this kind of like uber cool blue for the, the translucent bits. And I think it works really, really yeah. well. Across all of them, this the yeah. blue, and it looks uniformly brilliant. But yeah, this toy is superb. I keep trying to fold the forearms up because I keep thinking he's got that elbow bend, but he doesn't. No. So I'm still trying to get used to rotating the arm from the shoulder. But that is the only gripe I have because he's really quite lovely. Yeah, I and guess he's considering got a great that... robot mode silhouette, like from the side, he's lithe. Okay, so you know the radar dish is is a choice. It's a weird one. Yeah, it doesn't feel great either, to be honest. Um, but the rocket, maybe he should have two rockets. Maybe I should get like another one. Oh man, the massive is there. Who's it? Is. Rocket. Huge rocket. Yeah, yeah, I, I love this thing. It's it's an all time favorite toy yeah. design of mine. I do believe that him and yeah, Rotorstorm, Sandstorm. I think they make an excellent counterpart for each mm. other. I think the two toys together are legendary. Mm-hmm. I kind of love that you're seeing the other half of that picture now for the first time. Yeah, and of course I got Stalker at the same time, and that blew me away even more. Like yeah. I know I've been a bit like, yeah, you know, Thunderclash versus Prime, and yeah, Rotorstorm's amazing, but Stalker, <laughs> man, yeah. those colors and those bright green rockets, that is one of the best colored Transformers ever. But yeah, this dude is a real poster boy for how asymmetric molding can be brilliant. Yeah, 100%. I love it. And do you know what? Even when I had Stalker originally, I remember thinking, this guy's got real Soundwave vibes, you know? And it's so funny that they came back to use it as Soundwave. And uh, for me, it works. It works as the character. As name slaps go, it's an obvious one. Hmm. Uh, I think if you were going to update Soundwave's original cassette deck form or whatever, this is a great choice for it. Superb transformation. Super fun to do. Yeah, love it. Uh, should we talk about the, the basics? Yeah, these are toys I've never owned. Yeah, these are funny ones. I remember talking to you about the RID versions of these and showing you pictures of some of them, and you were like, oh, not sure. And I think it was just because, you know, they, they were not the Takara versions and you're being a bit snobbery about it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> surely not. But uh, all joking aside, these uh, decos are, again, I think there are two really nice ones. Or two better ones, shall we say, and two less good ones. Hmm. Uh, interested in your take of which the better ones are here? Uh, not the Megatron mold. The, I like the other two, the olive green one and the one with the yellow head. Those are right. the two that stand out to me. Yeah. So that's Skywarp and Thundercracker, interestingly. Oh, clearly. Yeah. Oh, but then that's this absolutely. line in a nutshell. So Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I do kind of like the fact that you've got Megatron, Soundwave, yes. and all three Seekers. Yeah. Mm. And then Megaplex. <laughs> and, yeah. and this was the, the first Megaplex as well. Right, of course. Yeah, because Megaplex e-hobby version had not been done at this point. So this mm. was the first time that they'd ever had a Megaplex. 
interestingly. And and again, I think this leads some credence to this being, again, a G2 mold. Because I know I said this earlier, but you wouldn't do Megatron as the smallest toy in this line. If you were no. designing them new, you'd make it a different character. And I think the fact that it already had a Megatron head sculpt probably meant that they were like, okay, we want to do a second version of it. Who can it be? And then they were like, Megaplex? Like, just make something up. And it really does have that era, that kind of air of it to me, of like, just give it some random name. Oh, it's a Megatron clone. Just say it's a Megatron clone. So these are the Predator Jets, not... No. No, these are Cyber Jets. No. Okay. (laughs) These are none of those things. These are completely different to those. So the Predator Jets are the the equivalent of the Turbo Masters. Yeah, 92. Yeah, Cyberjets are a G2. a G2 mold that was actually released at the time, more articulated than these, but not with a... I guess it's sort of a flip-changery gimmick, but you know, not in the same way as these. And uh, these are just completely separate molds of these. So the, these Are these flip changes? Yeah, yeah, these are flip okay, changes. Okay, so these are the equivalent unreleased G2 molds to the vehicle exactly. ones. In the, okay, gotcha. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And, uh, yeah, and, and that's why they were then partnered in RID with the oh, Skidzy you know, and, and, and Toline and, and those right, guys. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they are essentially from the same, you know, kind of heritage, as it were. Have you, um, have you owned these, Liam? These the jets. No, the only one I had was the one that was reused for Jetfire, but that's from G two. It's not mm-hmm. these guys. That's that's a cyber jet, yeah. and I think you know you've got to be super clear here that these are not the cyber jets because people mm. do get the two of them confused. Like me. They look very, they look so similar. So. They do. I think when you have them in hand, it's much more obvious that they're yeah. different toys. Much more obvious. They don't um, feel the same, particularly. Do you know what I mean? Although they are ball jointed and everything. Uh, I guess there are similarities, but yeah, they, you can see why they're different. I sort of remember seeing these. Was it these? Were you just saying that these were reused in RID? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. In I always packs. remember in the two packs, yeah. I remember seeing them in Traveling Man. I'd be like, well, look pretty fun. Yeah. So these versions are interesting. Uh, this, the <laughs> the Skywarp and Thundercracker are slightly unfortunate because the, the nose cones don't close properly in robot mode. So they kind of sit at a slight angle uh, from the robot mode body. So where they're supposed to collapse down and sit flush, and it's on both my copies, so it's definitely a problem. It's not It's not just my copies are duff. You know, it's, it's clearly like something in the whole line. Uh, and I think Sid or someone has mentioned to me, maybe Sid, someone has definitely that their copies are the same. Uh, they just don't sit flush. So when the flip changer gimmick springs down and the, the nose cone comes down onto the chest, it doesn't collapse as much as it should, which is kind of annoying. And then, you know, my RID copies don't do that. So they clearly fixed it. And I would say the Megatron Megaplex mold looks nice, but Megatron is without a doubt the, the most drab toy in all of Machine Wars. They they look like test shots. They yeah. really do. Uh, I've never seen toys of this era in more need of stickers than these guys. Yeah, especially Megatron. Especially, mm. without a doubt, is the is the most drab of the whole lot. Honestly, like it's very basic. Look. It makes them look very basic and just mm. cheap, doesn't it? Is they just don't look very appealing like that. But they they look yeah. like they would be nice toys with more yeah, color exactly. stickers. It's like they're there. They just yeah, haven't had that last bit of polish applied. Too monochromatic in places. Yeah. Mm. Great designs, really great designs. Definitely I mean, like just test l- shots, you are right. It's exactly mm. what they look like. Even on Megatron, I've just shot you another of my picks, but even on Megatron, like the kind of creaminess of the uh, of the lighter parts, yeah. which should be white, but they're not white. It's kind of an off-white. I mean, look at the face sculpt on Megatron. It's just everything about it is just 
what is this? Do you know what I mean? There's just no effort gone into it whatsoever. Uh, Megaplex is better. Yeah, big hollow forearms too. That's not cool. I just imagine yeah. the designer is somewhere going, I painted the eyes. What more do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they even did, did they? It's just like a piece it's, underneath. It's a piece of plastic, yeah. yeah. Plastic. Oh, is it? Oh, my yeah. God. But the olive green one with the black head and the sort of brown arms and legs, I actually quite like the way that looks. Now, yeah. imagine if that had stickers on his knees, forearms, and just on the nose cone and stuff. He'd look brilliant. It'd be like not too different than Windsweeper in G1, but with more Yeah, animation. that's Thundercracker. And actually, I do think that um, in this jet mode, Thundercracker has something to be said for him. Uh, hang on, I've got a, a picture here that I'll set I'll show you of thundercracker's jet mode it's it's really quite nice actually it's got a little bit of military branding for you again there liam ah. yeah that's really cool i think that is definitely the winner it's even got a sticker yeah 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 no that's really nice i, I really like this that. one yeah i've always been quite partial to this one you can see the cockpit as well you know the mm. sort of detail there whereas on the megatron it's just like completely silver isn't it yeah megatron's by far and away the worst uh, of all of these lot this one does look like a bird has pooped on the wings it's got that kind of a little bit yeah but <laughs> at high speed <laughs> yeah high velocity <laughs> yeah i think all of them i mean so megaplex again uh you can see it's got this kind of like stripey deco to it which actually is quite cool in the jet mode uh you know uh, skywarp has got this sort of red stripe at the back um and look at skywarp look on the wings and what do you see? It's a G2 logo. It's a G2 logo. How weird is that, right? What's happening, folks? I know. It, it looks like Starscream with a G2 logo. Yeah, which is, t- to my mind, the most conclusive bit of, like, these are G2 toys. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but then Megatron, really not much of anything. No. Very variable, even within this tiny little subset of a tiny toy line. Yeah. Funny that, like, Megatron, the, the main character Decepticon, gets the least amount <sighs> yeah. of effort. It's got those horrible hollow forearms as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's really not nice. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. How are they in hand as toys to play with? Um, I think they're fun. Honestly, like I would honestly say, if you were going to get any version of these, the the robots in disguise yeah. versions are, are significantly better. I mean, do they feel actually, like pocket money toys? That's the vibe I was getting from them. Like you know, like little pocket money toys. I mean, no more than the Autobot flip changes. Really, I don't think they always did as well. Though. They always felt quite to me like quite. Like little toys, someone would buy a kid on a yeah, trip somewhere. A little bit, I guess. But I, like, if you Google RID Windshear as an example, yeah. uh, and look at the deco change that they made on that, and it's just so much nicer. And that's even the one like, I remember from the two packs. It's it's, it's lovely, yeah. Really, really great choice of deco on that one. Yeah. Um, and th- and that's the Megatron mold, but it's got like a little crown painted on his head and things like that. And it's just oh, that's huge. hot. Yeah. The, that shows you what paint can do, doesn't it? I've always mm. this is one I remember seeing in Traveling Man and always regretting not buying. It's really it, nice. it makes such a difference. Really lush purple on the arms and legs and kind of bits of the body. Yeah. Neon Famous green paint, isn't it? Uh, and it's got great light piping as well. Uh, kind of actually, you know, works. <laughs> That's really nice, man. Little orange light up eyes. Orange the, cockpit, seeker yeah. classic as well. Yeah, and they've hidden the hollowness in the arms by making the arms black. Yeah. Yes. Thought has gone into that real yeah. thought. This does share both of these molds share the same gimmick as the Autobots that they have little hidden weapons in the back of their legs. Nice. Yeah. So you take out the barrel and the kind of main bit of the gun, put them together, little silencer or whatever. So that that is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you may as well come on to your boy. Yeah, everyone, make room, because the winner (laughs) needs to take the stage. I felt the earth move under my feet. I felt the sky tumbling down. Wow. It's like, what a toy! Machine Wars Starscream, because I've never owned Skyquake. I've never seen it in person. This thing, okay, sure, the box arrived. I can see, oh, it's a big jet. You know, it's a big jet, very, very black in there. Okay, I'll get around to it when I get around to it. I left him till the last because I thought, ah, he's got a lot of stickers. And um, <laughs> he's got like 28 on, on the map. And some of them don't exist. Uh, it's missing some numbers. People can't count. And so this I left till last. Maybe, maybe the map's out of date. It's not been updated. <laughs> it's just way <laughs> wrong. Even the stalker one is wrong. Like even like that's wrong because Stalker says put sticker number twenty three on the crotch. There isn't one. There's just sticker nine is the one. Anyway, I think Stalker had a different sticker nine. It's the pink arced one that goes behind the canopy. But uh, this thing is glorious. I mean, this is how toys are supposed to make you feel. Just whoa, the size of this thing. The jet is legendary. What a design. And then the robot mode, it just unfolds into an even larger toy. And he's brilliant to handle. Okay, there's a lot of gray. it's a lot of black. Then there's the translucent blue. But the stickers bring him to life. They really yes. do. You need the stickers. They're yeah. so. And then the bright green rockets, the missiles. You dot them on his wings, put them in the, in the little gimmick for the carpet bombing. And then you put them on the, out of his legs. And... Uh, I really had to work hard to figure out where these stickers go. I was even looking at Skyquake prototype photos in those original 90s little catalogs they gave away in stores. And I think I absolutely nailed the stickers on him. Like, I'm so happy with the sticker job on him. He is gorgeous. Absolutely outshines the lot of them. And that's not just because he's twice the height of the next biggest guy. Yeah. He's, he's mm. so fun to handle. I cannot put it down. Like I'm so enamored with it. What a blazing success this one is. I don't think he's drab. I don't think he's boring. I think these colors on this toy are superb. Yeah. Really nice. I showed it to my wife. I was, I was so impressed with it. And I thought, look at this. And normally she's like, oh, that's pretty cool. And she actually said, normally the toys that you show me, I kind of feel like they're a bit samey, but that one looks great. And I said, that's well, nice. I said, well, look what the G1 one looked like. Look at the colors on Skyco. And she said, that to me is a lot like your other toys again. You know, got a lot yeah. of toys in those kind of mad color schemes, but this is different. And I completely see that. I think he's beautiful. I, I completely agree. That green really sets off that color scheme, you know, just the way yeah. it sort of, particularly when it's like stored in the wings, just yeah. like little veins almost. But also, mm. the landing gear on the shoulders is an inspired little yeah. touch. You never see that because obviously it's always <laughs> meant to be hidden. But there, it's just like hello. Yeah, it's it's right there on his shoulders, and it works honestly. Mm. Like I think it really works well. So I was going to say, it's interesting you mentioned about the missiles and kind of put such a focus on that. Uh, I have the green missiles on my copy as well. But, uh, you know, there is a variant of this toy with grey missiles. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've just dropped you a picture And I wish I didn't know that. I really wish you hadn't said that. Yeah, well, I've ruined ruined your afternoon now. Because think about it. Those grey would go amazing on Soundway, wouldn't they? They would. Now you're going to have to get the variant. Because it's the right mould as well. Yeah, got to get the variant now, Maz. Uh, I don't think there's enough room in anyone's home to (laughs) own two of these. Because it's huge. I have three of the mould. Oh, of course, you've got King Atlas as well. Yeah. Oh, the King Atlas is the one I would love. That King Atlas is amazing. Gorgeous. Yeah, King Atlas is great. Uh, the, the only thing with King Atlas is he doesn't have a gun, but then Starscream doesn't have a gun either. No, but the gun that Skyquick came with is the same as the Predator Jets, and it's just not suitable for a deal no, that huge. No, it's too, it it's too small. It kind yeah. of doesn't do anything, really, So, which is a strange choice. Uh, what's weird about Starscream, 
as, is that, you know, we've said, oh, they've stripped out the missiles from Sandstorm and Soundwave and changed them for Prime, and they kept them in here. And clearly the carpet bombing gimmick mm. wasn't felt to be, you know, take away the, the gun, yeah. which is the missile launcher. The carpet bombing gimmick clearly wasn't felt to be a choking hazard in the same way, so it's acceptable. Yeah, and, not going to uh, blind any children. Yeah, and and I think that's hilarious, actually, that it's still here uh, with those missiles because, of course, there's nothing really then stopping you from putting the missiles on the other toys or anything. I guess the the springers, the loaders are not there, but mm. you know, it's, it's funny that that missile can't be considered a choking hazard if it's not firing directly at your mouth. Do you know what I mean? Is the, is the gimmick still? Is the gimmick gone? You know, from yeah, it still Skyquake works. with the you plug in the other Predator jet into it. Oh, so that no, that is gone. That's been yeah. stripped out. So yeah, so like uh, Soundwave, this also has a gimmick in the rear of it, which again is that flap where you could plug in one of the Predator jets and you would get another um, kind of you know image yeah. to look at through the yeah. scope in the rear of the jet. And on Skyquake, that was uh, going to be hyperdrive. Mm-hmm. Where it was hyperdrive that you could see, but yeah, here that's been stripped out, so it's yeah, just empty. A, which and you shouldn't do it on Skyquake because you'll break it. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> kind of the thing. Yeah, it's just this precious image that you'll never see. Um, that's a shame they didn't leave it in this one then, without the gold plastic or. Yeah, really, very much so. And also, like the moving peg is there, and you can see stuff moving inside, and it's just <sighs> confounding. Like it, it's it could moving. Have been Something's there, you know. An early example of gimmick preservation because you could there we could have had access to that gimmick in a way. Yeah, I think probably at the time that this was made, ninety seven, they they wouldn't have even known really about gold plastic at that stage. It was still a problem, wasn't it? It was still kind of too long upon Star Wars, wasn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, much, so much stuff this toy does right. Weapon storage is like top tier, top tier weapon storage. It's got the heel spurs, which really uh, solidify a massive toy yeah. like this. Um, it's got, do you know, I just, I even appreciate the the fact that they've got a little flap on the back of his head that kind of moves up a little bit for transformation yeah, yeah, yeah. to store it better in the canopy, which looks amazing. He's got extendable arms and everyone loves extendable arms, right? You, you, know, you do, certainly, yeah. yes. And there's so many options with what to do with the wings as well. And I've got the landing gears. It's got the undercarriage and the landing gears, and they're not floppy and they're not spring loaded. They're just perfect. Yeah. And the stickers bring so much to this. They toy. really do. I do think this is, it would look quite basic without the stickers. Mm. It's in spite of the transl- the the blue, I think the translucent blue is amazing. I think the light piping on this toy is incredible. I think the blue with the white face paint looks superb. Mm. But I think it's once you had the stickers with the kind of hot red, sort of orangey kind of color, the yellow. The little highlights, yeah. uh, you know, especially on his head crest and things like that, it looks amazing yeah. to me. Amazing on the head crest. Love all of that. And it fits perfectly again, like you were saying, all of the stickers. Oh, all of them are cut perfectly. Yeah. Except the vent ones on the inside of the underside of the wings, but they still fit. They just don't cover the entire space. Uh, they fit pretty well on mine, I thought. But uh, I, I also I can't believe we've gone this long without mentioning the face for the jet. I was yeah. just gonna say that. Yeah, like, it's the the teeth and the eyes, that, and of course they're cut perfectly, so they won't yeah. wear when you transform them if you put them in the right place. Yeah, they they really do fit absolutely perfect. I love that face. I can't mm. believe that we don't see more of that on Transformer jets. Yeah, well, G two would have been the time for it. Like G two Sandstorm, the Desert Camo Ramjet would have had that. Yeah, you know, had yeah it true, on. true true but yeah this is an amazing figure. Like really breathtaking. I wish all my toys evoke this uh this feeling it's yeah. it's like it's bigger than big powered it's bigger yeah. than Diclone, big Power. it's bigger than st commander yeah it's huge 
it, it's one of the biggest standalone single G1 toys. Yeah. I think without combining it with something else or, you know, cause like power master Optimus prime, you know, combining it with God bomber or whatever, without all of that, I think it is one of the biggest ones. It's always been what the one that I've struggled to fit on a shelf. Yeah. I don't know where he's going. Yeah. Because as well, it stands so head and shoulders above everything else in its range. So it's like you have it in machine <laughs> yeah. wars, nothing else is this big. No. You have it in, you know, if you've got Skyquake, nothing else is that big in that era of G1. So whenever I like, this is always my dichotomy with these toys in, in my collection is that I'll have all the turbo masters and predators together on a shelf. And then it's like, where do you put Skyquake yeah. or all of machine wars on a shelf? And then you've got to make the shelf bigger to fit yeah. in Starscream. I guess Overlord would have gone with Skyquake because in the, in the Europe, it would have been True. like a 1991 toy and that kind of, they, they, they're, they're catalog friends. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, yeah. true. I don't know what to do with it. Maybe I shouldn't do anything with it. Maybe you should just stay here on my desk. I cleared Maybe my desk so. recently. You could just yeah. see it. I think you said the stickers are super important. I almost think the missiles in bright green are more important. Yeah. Yeah. They they do more for his overall look than that's what sets it off. That's yeah. the little that little touch that just adds something, that splash of colour. You put those four toys together, Prime, uh, Sandstorm, Soundwave, and Starscream, and they make an amazing set together. There is nothing in this set which says drab. There's nothing that says inferior to me. Then put them next to your Turbo Masters and Predators. And, you know, what an amazing matchup. What a, what a yeah. fantastic choice to have. And one of them is a lot easier to get than the other. Yeah, this is it. That's the thing. They are going up. And I know what I said earlier. Yeah. And we sort of, yeah, times do move on. They are definitely on the rise, rise of the machines. Uh, they are definitely, you know, going that Not way. The beast. Not oh, the beast. Yeah. Not uh, Teddy but, Ruxpin. <laughs> yeah. But they are becoming more, I don't know about desirable, but just I guess there are less copies out there, aren't there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's people buy them up and whatever else. The, the flip change is still everywhere, honestly. I mean, yeah, yeah probably 20, 25 quid, 30 maybe, you can get them um, st- sealed. Uh, but these four larger toys, I, I think if you're in doubt, my honest feeling is just get them because th- they're great and really classic designs and what's not to love yeah and people are finishing their g1 collections and they want stuff in other colors these are in going to be in everyone's strike path really i already know like two three people who are going to be gunning for these toys at tf nation next year that wasn't the case this year uh, in 2022 i was just able to go there go away come back go away come back and pick up two of them out of the four and the third one luckily was picked up by a mate who did me real solid and when I couldn't get the fourth one, I found it online for like even cheaper than at TF Nation. So yeah. that's going to happen less and less. Yeah. But could you all just please let me get the, one <laughs> with the green rockets, gray rockets first, and then just go nuts? Go. Are you going to do it? Are you going to get? Oh, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want them. I want because of course he is. Uh, this is, this I have is an excuse to buy another machine. What Starscream? Why not? Because wow, he's so good. Man, I can't wait to see that. I mean, I'm so happy. I think the from memory, can you even see the rockets? That's why I'm wondering. No, because they're in the bag. They're sprued in the bag. bag, I'll have to buy a loose one. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't even need the jet to be mint. I just need some rockets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just you could sell on the jet. Okay. That'd be silly. So let me ask you guys a question then. So obviously you guys love Machine Wars and you've both experienced so many of the toys. Is there a toy you think would have been perfect for Machine Wars? Pyro. 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 That's a great shot. Pyro and Clench. I think, yeah, Pyro and Clench. What colours would you do it in? Oh, uh, not gold, mate. Sure. Uh, it'd have to be in theme, wouldn't it? Um, 
Blue. Yeah, blue, sparkly yeah. blue, maybe. Hot spot blue. Ooh, hot to counteract the, the red. Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't go for that. <laughs> I think, but um, I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't have in a blue moon picked these colors for these toys, but it'd have to have translucent blue on it. Yeah, absolutely. it would. If it was an Autobot, then I guess it'd have to have the olive green somewhere as well to match Sandstorm and Prime. Uh, what would be a realistic color for a fire truck? I mean, wouldn't it not just be kind of red? Probably still be red, but with some changes, wouldn't it? Yeah. Red with the olive green and probably kind of more, less well, less saturated colors. Oh, more. maybe it'd be blue, but instead of a, you know how they've got like a camo and stuff deco, have like a flame deco at the side. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. I think that'd be too exciting. Yeah. I, I guess, yeah, I guess it would be like a, the kind of vehicle you might find on a military base to, to yeah. put out fires yeah. and stuff. That would be what they'd go for. And it, I would, it would totally be. be here for that. And any sort of video game 90s reference that they could squeeze in there with the color, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be down with. What, what character would it be, though? Because I, I was thinking of something like Clench, and it's like, what? It would be Ratchet or Inferno yeah. or something, wouldn't it? I would, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I think you just hit it on the head when you said anything that looks like it was on a military base. That's yeah. almost like the theme at play here. Uh, and I, I really think that is kind of what they were going for. And uh, I, I would have loved to have seen repaints of Pyro and Clench. Mm. I just think that would be amazing. Wow. I, I am gutted. It's my one real sadness about Machine Wars, that it was so short-lived. Because I just think it could have been, it could have been a good G one revival. There were so many molds, so many European molds that had it's never quite been tantalising, isn't it? With what it gave you and what yeah. it sort of opened the door to in your imagination. I think you have to. One thing we've actually not mentioned, but you have to not forget, is that these toys, these molds, none of them had been released in the United States before. Right. So, although we're talking about the four larger ones as being repaints in America, they'd never seen them. No. So they were new toys for the US market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the flip changes had never been released anywhere at that point because they'd not been used. And they could they had so many more like that they could have done. You know, Pyro, Clench, the rest of the Turbomasters. Overlord. The Predator, the Predator Jets. Can Overlord. you imagine Overlord in like just yeah. military colors? Military oh, colors. Like green, tank. proper camo. Yeah. They'd, I mean, I wonder what they would have done with the Power Master gimmick. I just think that probably would have been a real off-putting thing for them to... Probably just glued the door shut. <laughs> it would have been, yeah. yeah. Just, I think they'd have just taken it out and just been like, eh. Yeah. You know, fine. I would have been fine with it. So I think, look, anyway, the thing with Machine Wars for me is that it's, it just, I feel like what I said earlier is, is true in that it still has that holdover of like a crap reputation from back in the day because it just was never particularly successful and never really took off. But I think there was really some potential here, as we're saying, for something amazing that could have been, you know, just imagine all of these other toys and whatever else. And I just think as it is, it's sort of a little bit, not undercooked, but like maybe underutilized a little bit, but still there's so much to enjoy. And I've got to tell you, Maz, I'm thoroughly enjoying your enthusiasm for it as well. Oh, there was never any danger. I mean, I love Turbo Masters. That that era is just top tier G1, which still a lot of people don't know. Yeah. You know, our Turbo Masters episode wasn't our best performing episode. And I think it's still because people aren't, it doesn't have the, the widespread love that it should. Uh, but yeah, variant G1 recolors, great yeah. quality, uh, translucent plastic. I'm all for that. And wow, the ones they picked, they, they picked some blinders. The only thing I'm sorry about is missing accessories and, and yeah. gimmicks. Otherwise, there's still so much here. There's nothing wrong with these toys. They're, even the stickering was enjoyable because they yeah. were all cut to size. It's almost like 
the very best that G1 could be toy-wise and yet the very worst as well because of the missing gimmicks and the lies, the lies on the packaging. The lies, I think, are kind of a big part of what people remember about this line, just because it was, you know, clearly quite scarring for people. But uh, scarring, hey, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey ho, that's Machine Wars for you in a nutshell. So I've uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed looking back at it, and uh, can't wait to see you get that second star screen. Yeah, I'm a little bit sad because up until just recently, it was just a forgotten line. And it's lovely to go into a forgotten line and get it all and it just be wonderful. Uh, because I have a feeling that after this, and just after this period of time in collecting, it's just going to hit the levels that other things do, which are even remotely related to G1. They're going to get more expensive. People aren't going to sell them. Sealed ones will become more rare. This experience will have gone. And it's done now. I can't re-experience this weekend mm. and it has been great. And um it would be a shame to see this just become one more super expensive, rare part of the G1, the Transformers story. But I think that's the destiny of everything in this brand remotely vintage. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Perfectly put. Right, so that's our successes. That's Machine Wars done. Uh, if you want to hear more from us on, on the majority of topics, and there are some fantastic Diaclone-related minisodes out there recently, and we're just about to kick off our third Patreon miniseries, so there's even more variety in content. That's weekly exclusive content. You should go to patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. Everything from voting in episode polls to decide what we do next, joining our amazing Discord community, which is where basically the three of us hang out most of the time, commissioning minisodes if you, from a list or if you've got a cool idea to hear more content from us on the topic of your choosing, and the miniseries where we do real deep dives into things related to comics, uh, Unicron Trilogy, and other toy lines other than Transformers. And uh, if you enjoyed the Starcom episode, that is absolutely where you want to be. And uh, yeah, you can also just sign up at a tier where you get early access. So if you want all the details on what you can get, and there is so much, go to patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. And one of those perks is being able to ask a question on the pod, which you get at inner beast level and higher. Today's question is, is kind of on topic. It's from Spider Father. And his question is, morning, guys. Just I wish it was the morning. Morning, guys. Just finished listening to non-movie 86 toys, and I have a question for you. Skylinks was released in 86 when the City Bots filled the niche of large, heavy price tag toys for that year. Had he been released in 85 alongside Omega Supreme, do you think he'd have been a Decepticon? And if so, what colors and how would he have fit in the show? So what would Skylinks have looked like as an 85 Decepticon? Ooh. I suppose if he's a Decepticon, maybe he's black with a bit of purple. So maybe the undercarriage would be... You know, the links would be purple. And the oh, that would be cool, man. That would be so cool to see. Yeah. Purple yeah, and green yeah. with a black shuttle, maybe? Or a purple shuttle. Purple shuttle. Brown. No, I like black shuttle, purple undercarriage. I think that's yeah, that's hot, man. What do you think? Purple shuttle, black undercarriage. No, yeah. Black shuttle, purple undercarriage. Definitely. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah, maybe with like, with silver highlights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the red plastic is green or something like that. Ooh, like neon green. Yeah. I'm actually selling into Machine War Starscream, isn't it? Right, there you go. You've just reinvented Machine War Starscream as a dinosaur show. <laughs> Good job, guys. So thank you, Spider Father, for that question. Another perk that we have is that anyone at Six O's Butler or Gold Box Classics GBC level gets a shout out on the show. So 
big, big thank you to Nick, Danny Roberts, Andy, Preston, Chris, Spiderfather, Adam Shoemaker, Matt, Stephen Perkins, Bad Saturday, Justin Massaro, Dave Dalrymple, Geo Kaiser, Yusufa, John Pearl, Troisif, Anthony Cars, Alec Mir, Captain R.A., Phil G., Jacques Pelletier, Rotorstorm, Stuart Webb, Amar, Lazerbeek, Puma the Hunter, Vegemite Mike, Peter Hammerson, Shenry, Chris Norris, Jesse Moreno, Nexus, Jim Owen, Aaron Swoboda, Billy Gator, Andy Gold, Cold Squall, Simon Elvin, Joshuals, Misha Kid, Cracktastic Plastic, Danvastator, Jeffrey Freig, Nice Sideburns, Andy, and they are really nice sideburns. Inbound Lee, John Wood, Kyla Wilmoth, Tim Banerjee, Campbell, Ben Lewis, Shinsei, Lucas Henkel, Mollus Koenig, Malcolm Hobbs, CNC Rick 56, who I almost always almost say CNC Music Factory every time. Mythic Gears, Zach Lawson, Jason Murray, David Shepard, Esteem, Quick Mixed, Josh Bell, Ash Polt, Zindios, Christian Hyatt, Mark Ali, Andrew Bentley, Graham Moffat, Connor C, Burke Perotta, Eric Hoyt, Bobby P, Mike Loyakono, Niar Bat, Tyler Husky, Chris Rodwell, Steve Redman, Fart Warp, Shawnee Sean, Jim Kinsey, Shaunty Siegel, James Pascoe, Ghost Prime, Four Big Balls, Jickle, MK Tronic, Juan Walter, Charlie Chopel, DD, Maddie Clark, Jonathan False Logic Howard, Alexis Taylor, Windows 6K, Teku James, Tyler Dickerson, yes, I'm still going, Jeremy Woodall, Ross, Jetfire James, Dog Lunch UK, Dugatron, and now for the new ones. Thank you guys for signing up. A saucy fellow, Absurd, who is returning. Welcome back. Keith, Freedom is the Right, Anthony Strom, John R, and the Mapes Brothers, who you might recognize. Hey. A list. What a list. My God, it gets longer and longer every week. Yeah, um, we might have to start splitting this. <laughs> That's various <laughs> points in the episode. I like how you called out, uh, is it CNC Rick? Was that yeah. I almost say CNC Music Factory every time. Every time I see his name, I think of Captain Rick. You remember from Ricicles, the Sarah, the little red astronaut? Ricicles. Wow. That's what I thought it was, Captain Rick. And I was thinking of the little red Ricicles guy. Oh, my God. Liam, you're just like one walking pop culture (laughs) reference. I am the nostalgia filer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Incredible. Every interaction you have reminds you of something from 40 years ago. He's cup. Well, yeah. Yeah, really this is. reminds me of the He-Man jellies from 1985. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Jesse, get your noodle out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, is most, that is most evenings of mine. <laughs> That's most times trying to record this pod. That is yeah. Yeah, she was good tonight. She's good tonight. She, she's a good dog. Anyway, we should mention our sponsors for the evening as well. Thank you very much to tfsource.com and kapowtoys.co.uk for being so wonderful. We love you. And uh, I think, uh, Kapow, we said I've got a bit of a sale on at the moment. Is that right, Liam? Yeah, yeah, they've got a good sale. They've got loads of stuff. There's quite a few Earthrise toys in there, uh, Evolution Legacy. So you've got like Skullgrin, stuff like that, all quite new stuff, crankcase, all quite Mm. cheap. There's this fantastic uh, Batman 89 sort of Mezco figure with a giant face, which looks quite fun that I've been eyeing up. But yeah, they've had been. They're still adding stuff, and there's loads of great stuff in it. Teddy Ruxpin, just yeah, go for <laughs> yeah, it. Really, we ordered Teddy Ruxpin. Absolutely. So yeah, get in there with our sponsors. Thanks very much to both of them. And if you want even more triple takeover stuff, you know where to get the good merch. Head over to our Rebelbull store, which is rebelbull.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. And if you've enjoyed this episode and there's something you want to tell us, if you've got experiences with Machine Wars or if there's any characters you think you would like to see as Machine Wars characters, then you can hit us up on social media at triple underscore takeover on Instagram and Twitter and triple takeover all one word on Facebook. Maz, where can they find you? I am at TF Square One on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Sixer? I'm at 6 TF on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Patreon. 
And I'm at Toybox Soapbox. Anyway, there's an app. Well, that's going to do it for our topic on Machine Wars. I've thoroughly enjoyed looking back at this toy line that, as I said earlier, literally no one gave a crap about, perhaps until now. So I'll be interested to see how you all get on on eBay following this discussion. Have a good one. Do the Machine Wars theme. Machine Wars, Machine Wars, it's party time. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> is, is there anything on the box? Lies? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Terror Tank converts the battle-ready robot secret targeting scope. No. No, none of that is true. High-tech jet copter converts to desert recon robot. See, I told you it was Desert Strike. Okay, okay, I've got something, I've got something.